This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. I only listen. I only watch this episode once, man. I've been so fucking busy, dog. Nigga, but I think I can. I, I can. I've probably watched it five times. I only took notes once, though, because I, I really think. was just like trying to get busy. And you're gonna be able to tell when my notes stop because. <laughs> I was just watching that shit for the enjoyment, dog. But uh, we on? Yeah, we live. I bet, man. We live. Welcome back to This Week in Culture, episode 68. I am your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant, a.k.a. Cash Real Daddy. And I got my dog with me. Jay, what up, dog? What up? What up? What up? It's Jay Johnson, uh, a.k.a. I only seen this shit once, but once was Freestyle. enough. Freestyle. Yo, hold up. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot the intro, nigga. Wait a goddamn minute. Hold on. Why you getting that? Yeah, Keisha. It was all good. Last week he was alive. Forehead was intact. No holes in your chest. Man. Growing up in the hood, just my dog and me. The hustle in the hood for all the sea problems. I called on him. She called on me. We Nigga. wasn't quite partners. I hit him off my pee. None of my locked doors. Oh, off shit. This Jay Z. He'll he, he clip us. That nigga will clip us we quick. We're getting rid of that, nigga. And I played it off title. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hove. Don't fuck your whole situation up. Yeah, man. Like I said, welcome back. Episode 68. Uh, Antwood, Jay Johnson in the building. And this week in culture, we review episode eight of Power Season Six. Now. Is it eight? Episode eight, fam. We got two left before the midseason finale, or one left before the midseason finale. Two episodes total left before they done. Oh, real quick, while it's on my mind, Power will not be airing this Sunday. It is not airing this Sunday. I caught it at the end. It says, "See y'all in two weeks." Oh, they did this shit again. They pulling that off, even though because normally they pull it off around Labor Day. Yeah, which made sense. Don't nobody they usually do it. Well, they well, actually they usually do it at between eight and nine. Yeah, but between eight and nine, right now we ain't getting no episodes. So don't go to your TV next Saturday at midnight looking for nothing. It ain't there. They don't have no description up. You can't even see episode nine yet. Like it ain't even there when you go to it on Comcast at least. Oh, so. oh, oh so these niggas thought this episode was just that fire. Yeah, yeah. They oh, said, we gonna, nigga, we gonna leave y'all with oh, this. Oh, we gonna let y'all cook for two weeks. Hit y'all with the best episode we've had in like three years, and then we going the fuck to sleep, nigga. Three years? Well, yeah. That's, hey, uh, yeah, that that's probably their best episode, my opinion, since at least season four. Because hmm. I felt like it was, it flowed all the way through. Nobody acted so terribly that it made me smack my fucking lips don't get me wrong it was still hella problems and we gonna talk about them all but uh yeah i think that was their best episode in a long fucking time man so we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that first things first though before we talk about anything else uh let me bring the mood to where it needs to be uh rest in peace to atatiana jefferson pardon me atatiana jefferson or as she was known her family and friends tate jefferson uh of fort worth texas who was killed by the Fort Worth Police Department. Um, I They released the officer's name earlier, but I ain't giving that shit no plug. Uh, but her neighbor called, wanted to do a wellness check. They called sent, the non-emergency. The non-emergency number. line. That's very key. And yet they sent uh, my man Lee Merritt. Shout out to Lee Merritt. He said 
the people that they sent out there were the equivalent of a SWAT team from the non-emergency phone line to come do a wellness check just because her door was open. Uh, a Tatiana was in her crib playing video games with her eight-year-old nephew. They had the door open because uh, it was a nice night in Dallas. They said for the first time in a while, this was not a sweltering hot night. And a lot of people in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area had their doors and windows open, letting that breeze come through. Literally nothing going on whatsoever. Like, she couldn't have been breaking less crimes, nigga. And uh police officer came out there, walked past her front door, walked past her side door, never announced, never knocked, never did nothing. He saw her standing in her bedroom and for no reason just shot. Never gave her, he, he barely announced himself. He didn't announce himself. He said, put your hands where I can see him. And within less than a second, he shot through her window and killed her, man. Nephew in the house with her. So, uh, rest in peace to her. Fuck the Fort Worth and the Dallas police departments now. Um, feel like Irving, y'all gonna be next. We just gonna get that whole area right up out of here. Uh, cause they are fucking up big time, man. Um, but dude quit. That's the breaking news today. He quit. They said he quit before he could be fired. The police chief said that he was prepared to fire him and do put in his res resignation. Uh, I don't think it should have taken a whole weekend for y'all to prepare to fire him. Should have been fired fucking immediately, nigga. He literally, like, they was trying to talk about, oh, it was a gun on the dresser. And? And? They said there was a gun inside of the home. In but, the home, yeah. But as far as um, what was on his body cam footage, no one had a gun. No one reached for Fam. a gun. There was less than they. It was point six seconds between him saying, "Put your hands where I can see him," and him shooting. You know what's so crazy? That when situations like this happen, we automatically build in an excuse for the nigga, mm -hmm. and we try to like because we already know there's an excuse coming. Yeah. So we build we're in. To guess what it is? We we build in. Hey. Well, the gun wasn't even like. Why is that shit even hey. a question? Though I don't give a fam. I literally don't care if the guns were lined up on her dresser. In her room facing the window. She wasn't doing shit. So check she this out. She was in her fucking room, bro. So check this out. Uh, do me a favor and don't do me no favors. Never call the cops for me. Ever. Mm. Mm. Don't call the police for me. Call my brother. Mm. Call my cousin. Call my father. Call some homies. Yeah. Call any fucking body. Don't ever call the police for me. I don't need it. Yeah. Like, I don't need it. Like, we talked about this on Shop Talk. We had a guest. Uh, Shawnee the hippie, and she say she ain't never calling the police on nobody black. Yeah, says she living downtown, she working downtown. She see fucked up shit happen, may see a All nigga busting a window or 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 like stealing a car or some shit. She said I'm never calling the police on somebody black because when the police come up, it's gonna be pro. It's a it's a it's a high probability that that person gonna die. Yeah, and whatever fucked up shit she was doing ain't worth death ever. Like there was a situation a couple months ago. Where this black dude came out in the middle of the night, two white girls stealing his uh his girlfriend car, trying to underneath the car, mm -hmm. trying to get the Cadillac mm -hmm. converter or some shit. He ain't called the police. I saw that video. He was like, nigga, I'm six foot something hey. black with dreadlocks. And y'all two young teenage white girls. No, I'm not don't I fucking don't call that. the don't call the police yeah. for me, dog. Call anybody. Yep. Don't he call the police. Do me a favor and, get the fuck and don't do me no favors. Yeah, dog. It's fucked up, it's like that, but it's like that. That's where we at in uh in Black America today, man. So rest in peace again to Atatiana uh, Jefferson, man. Uh, God bless her family. God bless her nephew, man. They said that was his favorite person in the world. She played video games with him all the time. They played chess. She was a graduate of Xavier University. She was a pre-med student. 
Like, come on, now, we've man. been tricked into thinking that the police is a good profession to go into. When you were a kid, they always tell you, you always giving the doctor, lawyer, police officer, Cop fireman. fireman. Yeah. Fuck all that shit, dog. I don't, I don't. Now, I don't want to lump everybody in. Yeah. Because I, that's not what I'm trying to do, yeah. right? However, you know how I was like, when the NFL did some shit, I didn't like the NFL. I didn't want yeah. to stand behind yeah. the NFL because it supported what I don't support, yeah. right? And we do that all the time. Like, I can't believe you support this. So if, until you stop doing business with them, I'm not going to support them. Yeah. Why would I want to be a police officer, dog? Knowing the history they got. Like, why would I want to do that? The fucked up part about black people being police officers specifically is we need to be the police officers. We need to be the ones in our own neighborhoods policing the people that protecting the people that are over there. But we got we have such a fucked up relationship with police. How could we be police officers, man? Like I won't like like it gotta be like an overhaul of something. Yeah. Like something other than the police. Yeah. Like we need a police police. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's the fucked up part. The police police, internal affairs and all they shadier than the motherfucking. Uh and then some like Texas, you know, they have because Texas operates like another fucking country. I mean, they still trying to succeed. Yeah, and as they should. Texas, get Florida, and on. Cali can get the fuck on, as far as I'm concerned. Because uh, I don't need all three of them. But Texas has specific like divisions and departments that are literally in place to be non-biased uh, investigators when there are crimes involving police. I can't think of the name of them right Chuck now. Chuck Norris. Yeah, nigga. the Rangers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Rangers. Yep. And um, Chuck Norris. Uh, but I don't trust him neither. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, Not I don't trust none of you. I don't trust the Rangers. I don't trust in internal affairs. I don't trust the judges. I don't trust the jurors. I don't trust anybody involved with uh the majority of the uh the system. So the criminal justice system is so such a jaded topic for like, African Americans, bro. I wonder, like, what's gonna be the like how. You weren't in fear of your life Mm-mm. because you know what you could have done? Step to the side. You're outside, nigga. You lean through a window. Fuck all that. You know what you could have done? You could have knocked on the front door that they told you was open. You could have walked through that motherfucker. You literally could have went in the house and said, hey, hello, police. Uh, your neighbor called. Just want to come by and check. Or, or you know what you could have did? Like in real life, you could have like waited for backup. Mm-hmm. Had a couple people If you there, were that scared. And yeah. be like, um... Hey, we the police. Come on out with your hands up. Like, get somebody in the back. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? Hey, is everything okay? Because we got called over here for a wellness. Anybody home? That's a thing, right? You could yell that. And if somebody home, they might yell, oh, yeah, I'm here. Like, what's up? We all right? Like, niggas is really trying to get in shootouts? Fan. Yo, we were just playing video games, my nigga. Like, in, like as a police officer, like, Fuck. you really want to get into a shootout? Like, your whole thing should be preventing that. Like, I don't know if niggas ever had guns pointed at them or shot at them. That's not a pleasurable experience. Nope. That's not some shit that you're trying to go into. Yeah. But, hey, man, whatever, dog. Whatever, These dog. These motherfucking... Oh, man. Fuck the police was written in the 80s. The shit that was going on since You know how forever. bad it was, though? Because it wasn't no cameras. Man. It wasn't no... Oh, they was getting away with... So fucked up. I was finna Black say they was getting away too. with murder, but they still getting away with murder. 
But they was getting away with murder. You know what? At least back then, they was getting away with murder, and they wasn't playing with my intelligence. What was Because the now they're filming it, and they're telling me I ain't see what I saw. Remember when my, oh, the, the older black gentleman was running through the, the courtyard, and the police officer shot him in the back? Then walked over to him and threw a gun on the ground. He was in, I think it was in South in, Carolina. In uh, South Carolina, yep. Yeah. This is just. This shit's common, bro. I just kind of think that, uh, like, we just getting, like, baited into, like, a, a fight. So, like, you know I feel what, like um, somebody keep pushing you, and it's like, you, you want me to fight. But you know what? The Here's the reason why I don't fear that actually happening. You know how, like, the videos of like people being killed and murdered. And it's like these gruesome ass videos that circulate so much. Yeah. They don't even bother us for real. Like we Horrible. see that shit and just be like, mm, oh, well, nigga got shot in his head. Brains blew out over the camera. That's crazy. And you on in the next meme or gift that's under there and you laughing. I feel like with black people and innocent blacks being murdered by police, we're starting to become so used to it that it's common. Like I hear about it and it don't even shock me no more. It fucks me up. I say, damn, I feel bad. I say a prayer for my people, but it's becoming so fucking monotonous and just like, this is commonplace, bro. This is our norm, man. man In I, 2019, this is our norm, bro. That's nah, where we at. I just pray that no situations happens like that to me and my loved ones. Facts. Um, Facts. I'm not with all this peaceful shit. Nah, man. Shit. Huh, let's get on to uh to some some lighter notes, man. Some shit that I hate uh more than the cops. Yeah, it's probably equal. Fucking prequels and remakes and sequels, bro. A mm. couple of them got announced this week. So about a month or two ago they announced they was remaking set it off. A few months ago they uh they announced or confirmed they're remaking Coming to America. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. I, I kind of want to see Coming to America, though. I'm going to see interested. it because it's a comedy and I like to laugh, like and to feel good. If you give me like another all-star cast. But that's the thing. An all-star cast is one thing. A script is another. Because Coming to America's script is one of the greatest things ever written. Like, top to bottom. You think it, so? Fam, for a comedy... Well, see, the reason, shit I, the reason I say, well, the reason I ask, do you think so? Is like yeah. once you got that many people on set, like that shit kind of right itself. Uh, I mean, you gotta, you gotta outline. But that's the thing we've seen ensemble casts before that wasn't like well, see, great. Also, we can look back right now and look at coming to America and recognize all the stars. Yeah, they yeah. wasn't who they were. All of them wasn't who they were yeah. at that time. Eddie and Arsenio and James Earl Jones. You know what I'm saying? Kinda, but like Grace, no, not Grace Jones. I jumped in the boomerang. My bad. Um, yeah, not everybody. You was know what I'm saying? Established. Like they were at that point. Yeah. They were like they probably were like bubbling stars. Yeah. yeah. Well, they was stars, but not superstars. Yeah. But now you look back like nigga had everybody. John Amos. Yeah. Um, like you wouldn't be like, oh, we got pops in here. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was just. The nigga from Detroit who used to roll with Richard Pryor. At the, at, yeah, I don't um, want to be that dim- dismissive. Yeah, but yeah, you know what I'm but saying? no, it's um, it it can work if it's done correctly. But in general, in theory, I don't like remakes. I don't like prequels. I don't like extensions. I don't know that you. I don't. I don't know that you know that some of the movies that you might like could be remakes and prequels. Oh, I know that very well. I don't need. So here's my thing. I feel like for. Probably the last 15 years, we've been in all the movies that get made. Not yeah. all, but like a high percentage. 
are either a prequel or a sequel, like a follow up, yeah, or a complete reimagining of a movie that was already made, yeah. And with black movies specifically, I've always said, yo, why this era ain't getting no brown sugars? Why we ain't getting no uh, best man like the first one? Why we ain't getting the wood? Why yeah. we ain't getting menace? Like I don't want new menace i want a new idea about what the hood looks like yeah right now yeah and it's too many fucking creatives and too many talented people out here for y'all to keep giving me reimaginings of stories i already heard you know where those movies at those movies tucked in netflix those movies on amazon prime and they made by people in the city of detroit and all these local communities because amazon prime amazon prime got some shit got and um what's the niggas uh who do all the joints from here um, like the two eleven, yeah. The um, I I know who you talking. I can't about. think of the, they the, do all the uh, the buffed up yeah niggas. Now yeah. listen, like in real life, I know this blasphemy to a lot of people because I'm about to compare this shit to like one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, buffed up is like a hood Friday, fam. Like it's that it's Detroit Friday. No, that shit is funny. Hey. Go to Amazon Prime and yeah. watch these joints because all those. Things that we like, yeah. Um, plug love and all yeah, that stuff. Like yeah. these is regular hood movies and seeing what's going on. Yeah. Now, us, being, especially if you from the city, bro. Us being here locally and you knowing the people that's on the film, mm-hmm. on the you don't look at them like they real actors and like they actually doing a production because yeah. you see these people out and about. Yeah, in your regular somewhere life, somewhere else. Yeah. Like people are eating this shit to fuck up. Yeah, have you if you go to YouTube and watch Buffed Up? And look at the comments from niggas from all over. Yeah. They got nothing but love and props from Detroit because they yeah. know these movies come out. They're like, oh man, these niggas in Detroit so talented. They yeah. this, they that. But like, we got to show love and respect and yeah. honor to those movies. they doing all these preview premieres uh, down here at South, in the Star Southfield for these. Southfield, yeah. For these locally um, produced movies. I've seen Plug Love at Star Southfield. Yeah. I went there and seen uh, Coffee Talk. You know what I'm saying? Kamal Smith is doing a great job with all these different movies, but like, no, we got to support that. And that was a love story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we got to watch those joints because we waiting for Hollywood to do it. You might as well get Tyler Perry to build another story. And, and that's, so that's what I'm hoping, kind of an extension on the Afterthoughts combo we was having about Tyler Perry. Because um, what I will give Tyler Perry, as far as non Medea related films go, he was creating brand new iterations of film. Why Did I Get Married was brand new. Uh, uh, what's my joint with Sinai Lathan? I love Family That Praise. That was a great fuck. That nigga had. I don't know if I watched it. Oh, fam. The Family That Praise was Tyler Perry. I personally think that's the best back movie he ever made. What's that one joint where everybody had AIDS at the end? Uh, for Color Girls. No, I didn't watch that. But that was, uh, uh, his. It had Lance Gross in it, too. Oh, no, no, no. Not for Color Girls. You talking about, um, Damn, not acrimony. The shit with Lance Gross and uh, Jesse Smollett's sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of the name of it, but that. But these were original film. That film kind of sucked, that and movie. it was mad unrealistic, but it was still original. I'm going to give him that. It was. That movie actually got me some books. I might have got <laughs> a taste of something that night, too, when I seen oh. that. And I rem- Yeah, I know I did, because I, I remember like, being scared. Like, what if I didn't see it in the movie theaters, but it was like, uh, come, it was a Netflix and chill yeah. type of shit. Like, yeah. come over and, uh, yeah, that shit worked. Uh, shout out to I, Tyler I, Perry. Because <laughs> that shit worked. Tyler nigga. Perry getting shout out two weeks oh, in a row. Shit. Now, I literally remember saying to myself, like, why is this bitch horny after we saw HIV? I don't nigga. know. It's kind of I did not too. like that sex, nigga, but I had it. And that's <laughs> the thing. You gonna have it, and then you gotta go to 
doctor like three weeks later to see if you I. But um, yeah, I just want to see like original ideas and concepts on film on a large scale. Like Give I know me above a rim, fam, fam, poetic justice. Do above rim? Do, do does above the rim count as a black movie? Hell yeah, above the rim couldn't be blacker, nigga. Fam, give me, even if you don't want to keep it all the way black, give me White Man Can't Jump as an idea. Like, these is classic fucking movies, bro. Um, Poetic Just, what's our shit that we review? Go back and listen to it if you ain't heard it already. Love Jones. Yeah. You don't get an idea more original. Nigga, they was coming up with poetry within the film. That's a that's that's definitely a black movie. That's a black ass movie, man. Above the Rim is a black ass movie. And it's like black leads. These these concepts and these ideas, I know they exist because I see people independently doing it. I see Issa Rae before Insecure and all that going and doing awkward black girl on YouTube. But it's like, why ain't nobody bringing that to the screen? Like these ideas, man. Money and money and violence. Yeah. They knew they knew joint they did was the spot. Yeah. Like, those are hood shit. Yeah. And it's like, it don't always have to come from a play. It don't have to be an adaptation from a book. Like, you can you can come up with a new idea. But what I will say is this. Um, I think it's always been like this with films, however. And we are just the niggas who old enough to know the originals now. You know That's what I'm saying? I don't like how this looks. Who is that? We know her. I'm not going to say her name out loud. But I don't like the position they in right now. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't like that. Like, fam, don't never let her do that in y'all pick. Yeah. I'm not gonna say nothing in detail, but yeah. I was just showing Jay a pick, and uh, I, 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 I don't text, like how it looks. <laughs> I texted that person earlier today. Actually. I don't like how it looks. She stopped hitting me. Motherfuckers, well, find, yeah. motherfuckers find a nigga that they love and stop hitting the niggas that they fuck. <laughs> what is going down in the world, nigga? Yeah. But yeah, man, uh, Hollywood, create some new shit, man. Stop giving me... Oh. Oh, we didn't even say what the fuck. I was watching... um, What was this Denzel movie, man? Remember, it was a Denzel movie, and he was like a bodyguard of some sort, and he yeah. was like over in Panama, and he was like... That fire shit? Man, man on, on fire. fire. I, I did that shit. I did not know that was a remake. I didn't know it was a remake, but that I, movie, four and a half hours, it felt like, bro. Fam, that shit came out in the 70s, and it had like Danny DeVito in that shit. I did not know that. And I'm watching no and I'm watching television one time and I see it on there and I go to it. I'm like, yeah. hey, this not it. That might be my least favorite Denzel. Dude. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like a lot of the movies that we do watch. Yeah, they like, are extensions of Manchurian Candidate. People ain't sure. know uh, that was Frank Sinatra back yeah. in the day. Like, they about to do the spook who sat by the door over I, again. I saw that. Now, I saw that. That was that came out now, in the 70s. I'm, now, that's a movie that I'm not mad at being reimagined because it was such a like a time piece yeah. and it's so relevant now that I feel like yo bringing that because a lot of niggas will never see that Fact. if that don't come back out only reason and, uh, yeah. and if we want to want to kick it 100 keep it 100 the only reason mm -hmm. it's being reimagined is because Nipsey mentioned the book yeah. and like that got people a yeah. new generation of people interested like what does that yeah. mean what does what, what, what this I feel like between Nipsey mentioning it and Franklin reading it on yeah. Snowfall it caught a lot of young black people's eye who may have never read and never seen I, that book. I caught on to that about 2007-ish. That might be um, around the time that I first read it. Um, um, 2007-ish. Yeah. I was in Atlanta, yeah. But, so, um, yeah. but also, like, I can't expect, like, there's a movie I, that I, I really like. It's called Network. 
It came out in 1976. Yeah. That's a long fucking time ago. Facts. Right? Facts. Uh, if you watch this movie, you would swear to God that they married that shit today. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's that it's it's that deep and it's that like time specific or whatever. Yeah. But like to expect somebody to go watch a movie from 1976 when technology and the, the quality and everything has up. Yeah. If you did that shit over, like, like I can understand why a kid younger than me will see that shit and be like, Oh, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Or I'm I'm never hip. So like to an extent, I understand why they make some movies and some things. This is a perfect segue. Cause I want to say somebody I, I absolutely fucking disagree with <laughs> Tyrese. Yeah. Um, got online and he was ranting about the, uh, Harriet Tubman movie. Okay. And telling people like, don't watch it. Don't support it because yeah. he's tired of all these slave movies. And, and like, I get it, but he was like, we've I already, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, don't, I mean, I, and, I no, I, I hate that. Finish with, yeah. cause I don't know what Tyrese said. So yeah. I'm a, so I'm like, we, we've had enough slave movies. Yeah. We don't need another no, yeah, one man. and stuff like yes, that. I'm like, well, Tyrese, you about to come in, you about to be in a cop movie. Haven't we had enough cop movies? Haven't we had, like, I'm not, a, you expecting a kid who was born in 2000 yeah. to go watch Shaka Zulu? Yeah. That came out in the. They gonna go watch all eight hours of Roots. Like, fam, they not about to watch that it's from VHS. It's not gonna the happen. The ADHD generation gonna watch all eight hours of Roots. First of all, Tyrese acting like I ain't see this same movie he finna be in called mm-hmm. Waist Deep. Because you already been in this movie, nigga. It was a little different, but it was the same shit, nigga. I say this all the time. And bitch, I watch Baby Boy. Shut the fuck up. Uh, what's the black girl? What's the black girl who who write on um, This Is Us? She, uh, Jazz Fly. Yeah. yeah. On the I think like on the very first episode of The Brilliant Idiots. So mm-hmm. this is like five years ago. Yep. She was like their first guest. Yeah. And I listened to the episode, and she was explaining. It was like, how, why great, do you? By the way, why do you write so good and everything? Yeah. Like, listen, it's seven different story arcs. Yeah. Every movie you watch, every book you read. There are seven different plots, and you're watching the same one over, over and, and over. over. Now, yeah. I can change the characters and make it a little bit different film. You're watching the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing over and over. And yeah. I, I'm going to go back and go through them. Yeah, we find that clip next episode because I, I remember listening to that. But it's like it's it's only so many. So should yeah. we just stop making movies in general uh, about your culture? Because then you're going to be like, how come on? we don't see nothing about black history like we yeah. used to back in the day? Cause you get mad every time one come out. And and here's the thing, one thousand percent, I understand the notion of yeah, we absolutely can tell more black stories than slave stories. Mm-hmm. I get that and I agree with that. But the whole notion of yo, I'm tired of slave movies. Don't go see a uh, Nate Parker movie. Don't go see Harriet. Don't go see fam. We were slaves for how many years? We've been free for how many years? You only want stories about the time that we've been free. Or you want to acknowledge that 400 years of captivity and actually display that correctly and not have white people overseeing that. Facts. Because I would love to tell that story by somebody who looked like me, nigga. And, yeah, I know it was a time before slavery where we were kings and queens. But guess what? We were slaves during that time. It was slaves working for black people. I get it, bro. I get it. But I don't like the notion of, yo, don't go support that film. I wish the fuck I would tell somebody not to go support a film about Harriet Tubman. Fam. Why would you come out your mouth and say something like that from a young black actor who's starring in the lead role who I've never seen Man. before, right? How come Fam. she can't get, why can't she get her stuff But off? in the same breath, mad that they ain't approved that $20 bill yet with Harriet on it. Same breath. So you got a young same black breath. woman 
in a lead role in a movie that a lot of people are going to watch and it's going to be looked at for Oscars, whether it's good or bad, you're going to look at it. Why would I tell people not to support her? Fam. And, nigga, that's... Tell white people, stop making movies about the Holocaust. They haven't. There have been as many slave movies as there have been Holocaust-related films and Jewish-related films and films centered around that time and them niggas continue to win Oscars. They continue to be seen. They continue to be financed for they for they ideas, bro. Fam, don't make another Fast and Furious. How about that? No, nah, keep making them bitches. That's what I'm shit. saying. No, you, I get what you're saying. You on number yeah, 10. Yeah. Ain't you tired of those? Yeah. That you been in. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Tyrese, you literally been getting one check since the fucking second iteration of this shit. Come on, dog. Fuck. And nigga, you ain't a good enough actor to really like talk about. I mean, let's what talk about it. About. <laughs> like, you, come on, fam. You got one fucking note, one tone. You ain't fucked uh, a bitch in a movie since Yvette. So I ain't, you ain't even really like made me like interested in looking at shit you really doing. They turned you into a goof in Fast and the Furious. Nigga, now you're comedic relief. You ain't even taken seriously. And you only got that job because Ja Rule turned it down. <laughs> yeah. Ja Rule with the braids, too. <laughs> nigga was like, nah, I'm not ah. doing this shit no more. Yeah, nigga, now look. They think it's a motherfucking game, bro. But yeah, man, Tyrese, dog, that's some whole ass shit, man. I'm never going to fucking deter audiences from going to see a young black female lead in the biggest movie of her life. Especially one who's actually telling a different story. Yeah. Because this not like if you're going to give me a slave movie about how some white dude came and saved the day and I don't want to see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, come on, man. Just I'm never telling y'all not to support our own people. Facts. Yeah. That's a great fucking point, too, man. Like if we get in the fucking like with, with Nate Parker's movie, we was telling, uh, you know, Boy, if y'all couldn't see the writing on the wall, they want to get him out well, of here. Yeah, you already <laughs> nigga. They said, yo, you was at Penn State doing what? Fam, I was no, at No, first it was, oh, you got a white wife? Well, that, that, that didn't work. But you know what fucked me up about that? That be us. That be us. That don't even need to be them. Well, we no. didn't call that out. Well, no. Well, they'll throw the alley-oop and yeah, give it to the okay. right person. But boy, black people will Blake Griffin that motherfucker, won't they? Ooh, let a nigga have a white wife. My Lord. We some fucking self-deprecating mother. Anyway, bro. Um, what? A, oh, the movie that started this whole conversation. Uh, they're doing a prequel to Training Day that Denzel will not be involved in. He announced that yesterday. So he, who gonna be the who? Who is the person that we care about? It's nobody. Because if it's Hoyt, I'm straight. No, no, no. It's about him. But Denzel won't be the actor playing. Like he's in no way, shape, or form involved. So in it's gonna this be prequel. a fake Denzel. Yeah, like the Allstate. Yeah. Movie. Logic, nigga. But uh, yeah. So it's gonna be. Oh, and Antoine Fuqua ain't involved. He from Detroit, right? I think he is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not fucking. So fam, hey, don't go see this. (laughs) And then uh, I seen some other shit. Now I'm watching this shit. I'm I'm, I'm talking shit. See it, but but I'm gonna watch. I go see movies, nigga. But I ain't gotta fucking enjoy it, nigga. Conceptually. I seen all the Fast and Furiouses, nigga. I don't Fuck it. But uh, they also announced that Doctor Doolittle is being remade. But this time, niggas was mad because Robert Downey Jr. is playing Doctor Doolittle, and niggas, niggas, literally black people was mad because they was like, "Oh, nigga, Eddie Murphy is the real Doctor Doolittle." And I was like, "Fam, 
Dr. Doolittle was white as fuck before Eddie Murphy. <laughs> hey, fam, don't know about Eddie Murphy not trying to do that shit no more, man. He did three. Nigga, he done. He about to do a stand-up. Let him cook. Dolomite come out next week. Nigga, y'all come niggas on, relax. Man. But And I'm like, y'all just loved Robert now, Downey when he was dying in fucking Avengers. Now, if Big Mama House come out and it's uh, well, <laughs> Gary Owen, I'm going to have a fucking problem, okay? <laughs> fucking, uh, what white people be calling their Big Mama? Nana. If Nana's house come out, nigga. Yeah. Yeah, dog. But nigga, hey, man. Just in general, dog. If y'all stop doing all the fucking remixes and remakes, bro, we won't have no goddamn problems, nigga. Uh, and that was all I had on the motherfucking culture, dog. Just make some original shit. Quit playing with me, dog. Stop playing with my fucking support. Moolah Films. That's what they call Moolah it. Films, dog. Hey, um, go to your Amazon Prime if you don't have a Prime account. You know what? Fuck it. Nah, never mind. I was finna say hit me up and I give you my password. I thought you were about to like say it on air or something I'm like no, this. No, no, nigga no, no, loud. no. The only reason I ain't say it because in the breath that I was finna say it, it hit me that that's my password for all my other <laughs> shit. So <laughs> never mind. But uh, go if you got Amazon Prime or if you got access or even if you could do the fucking uh, free trial. Create an email. Just go support Moolah Films, uh, Detroit-based shit. They got a lot of classics on there. They gonna remind you of all your favorite fucking movies that you ever seen. They just happen to be full of some Detroit niggas. Buy some Detroit niggas. So go support it. Fuck with it. Get into it, man. Now, we got a whole nother Blackberry letter. As promised from the last episodes, we had two, but we only wanted to give one of them some attention. We got the other one right now. Uh, this comes from... Uh, one of my homies here in the in the city. Mm. Um, I ain't gonna say her name, and we keep all things anonymous with the BlackBerry letter. But uh, hold up, do I got? I don't even got Aaliyah queued up. I am fucking up the game. Let me get that four page letter ready, dog. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Shout out to Will Smith living his best life. I saw a Gemini Man the other day too. I haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna see it on. Thursday, because I have not had a day off of work mm. and or shooting pictures and videos. I have not had a, a free moment of time. Damn. Fuck. I, I even went to work today, which is my off day. Damn. Oh, so, yeah. Is this Monday, nigga? Yeah. Damn. I forgot which one of these uh, four page letters is the one that's like the real audio. It don't matter. Just play that Fuck shit. it, man. You know what? One, it would add that shit in your letter. I don't need this shit. Right now, what I do need is this motherfucking uh, Blackberry letter. So we got the homie because I'm realizing I can't read it off because it's on YouTube. Because, you know, the shit ain't on nothing because her parents and her uncle is some horse. Right, right. Oh, we talking about the... Uh, yeah, I can't because I was going to have it playing in the background while we was reading this shit, but I can't. Oh, I pay for uh, the little extra... Your friend's birthday. Oh, the, uh, yeah, you the gift? oh, you paid for that? Yeah, you a litty nigga, bro. So they got me, right? Yeah. So when that, um, <laughs> you can read off here, though. Uh, or shit, matter of fact, here, nigga, you play that shit, I'll read it. I got to pull it up right now. The email. Homie, we comment, but we got it. We branding this, uh, four page letter, Blackberry letter shit, so. And, uh, leave family wait. in town when I let me, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey. Oh shit, Jay, cut that music up. <laughs> yeah, up some more. Turn my music up. Oh shit. Up some more. Up some more. My favorite one right here, though. Up a little bit more. Ha <laughs> ha.
right. So the homie writes, hello. I like that. Just a smooth hello. I don't, I don't like niggas. Hey, guys. Shut your nerdy ass up, <laughs> nigga. YouTube video. She said, hello. I've been divorced now for a few years, and I feel as though I'm ready to date again. However, I'm having such a hard time. Prior to my divorce, I was with my ex-husband for a very, all caps, very long time. And during the time, I was totally committed. I had no quotation mark brothers or side guys that I kept around just in case. I was all in. Now, here I am in my mid-30s and single. And I'm unsure how to even go about meeting guys. Most people who I know from my past likely don't even know I'm single anymore. I've asked a few guys that I know if they have any single friends to hook me up with, and most of their responses are, they aren't good enough for you, and that I'm too intimidating for their friends due to my successful career. I'm very happy and content with my life, but I do hope to find someone to share it with. I'd like to meet someone who is, one, serious about settling down and being committed to someone, and two, someone who's equally ambitious. Not saying they need to have or make as much as I do, but be on the same page about ambition and life goals. Please help me with ideas on how to get out there. Uh, Sign, Sleepless in Seattle. All right. Uh, Jay, what you think? uh, Women, all you got to do is walk outside. (laughs) I mean that's how the world works. Like, uh, like literally, we, <laughs> it's it's so easy for women to have sex and be like, I like just walk outside Fair. and a nigga is gonna try to talk to you. You know what's funny? But that's about, not, that's not my my official answer. Yeah, but no, no, no. But on, on that, let me jump outside. on that real quick. Keep your thought. You know what's funny about like that sort of like question or like uh, position that women say they be in? They always flex the like, oh men or women outnumber men. This to that and that to this, but I'm like, you think every nigga out here got a girl or even hoes? I'll be the first. No, we don't. No, and you know what's funny about when they say that shit? There are millions of men out here who are single and available. Millions. Like I'm not, fam. You've probably talked to ten. <laughs> There are millions, and you've talked to a fucking inkling, dog. Like, relax your mind. Let your conscience be free. Um, slightly unrelated. Yeah. Like, when women... Well, no, with people. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a woman yeah, thing. Yeah. When people... Say, let's see... Let's say you've been in four relationships your life, right? And those four people that you've dealt with, you've come across certain behavior types. Fem, you think that's how every single relationship that has ever existed? Like, they get four out of billions of trillions? Like, sometimes Fam, the world is bigger than the four relationships that you've been the, in. The world is fucking gigantic. And uh, so to answer your question on you don't even know where to meet men, they out here. And we ain't saying that to belittle your question or, like, make you feel like we ain't taking it serious. It's just there are so many men out here and women overlook them. And I know this because I'm a man and I know that there are so many women out here who I have overlooked in my past. You have not dated or talked to or tried to holler at every available body out here. You just haven't. And I'm sure it's cats in your DM. I know a lot of women be like, oh, uh, it's my DM. I don't be on social media to holler. But why? Because you be on social media for a majority of your day. We live in a new era. You might not meet niggas at the tell grocery what. store no more. I, I do feel her, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, so for an example, 
most people statistically, I don't know, don't quote me. They like the person that you marry. Um, typically, you met you them in school, yeah. and like you've known them for. Yeah. It's, there's a smaller percentage of people who meet somebody brand new, stranger, and then they end up getting married. Like that's, that's a smaller a percentage. Most people, if you went to high school with them, you went to um, like uh, college with them or whatever. Um, shit, I when I think about it, like my last three like official girlfriends, like they all work with me. Mm. Like I all got, <laughs> not fortunately or unfortunately, whatever. They all at we worked at the same place at the same time at some point. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like if you at work. Eight, ten hours a day, and you go there five days, six days a week. Yeah. Family majority, and then you don't like nobody at work, or you're not in a situation where, you, well, that's not even because I don't like um, think you should do that shit no more. <laughs> uh, but like, now that's a large percentage of your time. Like, to that's her, like, well, where do you meet somebody if the majority of my day is at work, the another quarter of the day or eight hours a day is me at home sleep. Like where where is that window of time where you supposed to like, like you're not about to go no is singles club like that's not a thing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like nigga, like fuck it, let's go to Bosco. It's nigga Thursday, like singles club, like that's not a thing. So I could understand the question and it's valid. Um, yeah. then it's, with with her, where I'm a uh, where I'm a sympathize a little bit. I understand that you're coming off a divorce. Mm-hmm. It's a little different. I would imagine. I've never been married. But it's a little different, I would imagine, getting back out here after having been not only with somebody for a long time, but married to them, legally committed. And uh, well, I think she just when she said I was with them a long time before we even got married, it's like, damn, I don't even know the rules of this shit no more. How y'all? Yeah. Need, how, how? And it, let's talk about that for a minute, too, man, because even if she went out here and met a nigga or a guy, I don't want to say a nigga, yeah. but even if she went out here and met a cat, um. The rules. We live in a completely different era, man. Now I don't know exactly how old she is. She, she said mid thirties. We're mid thirties. Um, so it's the the game to change, dog. Things just ain't the same for gangsters. You might be a little too older to play with these pranksters. You know man. what's so funny is that in your same age bracket, the rules shouldn't be changed. They shouldn't be, but they are. You want to know why? Because we're trying to keep up with what we think is going on. Out yeah. Here. And that's where a lot of men and women fuck up. We hear so much and see so much of this generation's dating style and communication style and all that, that we start to adapt to it and implement it in our own lives as opposed to just doing what we do. Yeah. Because as a mid 30 something year old cat, like I'm pretty traditional when dating, like. I'm gonna take you out. I'm gonna open your door. I'm gonna pay for the meal. I'm right, gonna do right, all. Right, right. I'm gonna do all that. I ain't a forty dollar nigga. Like we ain't <laughs> having that combo. But because that's what's going you on ain't in a the 40 world, dollar nigga, with the person you with, or just like you in dating in general, because it gets expensive if you date multiple people. Fam, I know that for, <laughs> and that was I wasn't even. Tra- I ain't a trick. Yeah, but just going on dates with that shit expensive. Four or five different women that you're trying to figure out who you like for yeah. real, who you click with for real, nigga. I didn't spend thousands in a week. Yeah, just trying to get dinner and lunch. Well, with I won't say yeah because I ain't spent thousands in a week. Hey. But- I get it, but you it, you know that it can add up to that real quick, well, depending on the amount of come get situ- these tacos. And the that's crib. the thing. At a certain point, I, that's when I start hitting you with, "You better come get this dick because <laughs> this receipt getting heavy, nigga." Like, uh, and it's not you know that niggas ain't trying to Netflix and chill with you 
just to get pussy nowadays. It's like, fam, we trying to date and get to know y'all, but we are also trying to be conscious of our own goals and ambitions and money and finances. I ain't a broke nigga, but I don't want to spend it on y'all. And 90% of y'all are going to, well, really 99.9% of y'all because I'm looking for one and I found her. Hey, boo. Um, (laughs) But the majority of the women you date won't be the woman you end up yeah, with. I think we went over like niggas, yeah. 99.9% yeah. of your relationships I, are going to fail. They're going to fail. So I don't want to spend everything I have on every woman I meet because every woman I meet ain't going to be the woman I'm with. Fact. So fuck out of here. And that was a bar. But I would say this though. I don't know if this is uh, good and or bad, but mm-hmm. like I usually treat them like I meet them. So depending on where I, depending on where I met you at and the vibe that, yeah. it's kind of like how I relate, like how to met girls in the club i done met people in the strip club facts and it's just a different vibe and the relationship starts when a relationship starts there it's hard to change that energy yeah you know what i'm saying yeah no that's real it's really that's hard very real and i didn't necessarily know that until i actually did a went you back a stripper yes same like i ain't date her I, I fucked around i liked her i was trying to fuck and then found out she was like mad smart i'd say i wasn't built off of that life Spelman. when like I was kept getting calls at four o'clock in the morning. Hey, Angel. And like, <laughs> I got to get up at six to get mm-hmm. to work at seven. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, mm-hmm. it was cool at first. Yeah. And then it was like. So you sleepy. Yeah. yeah. And then like, like I don't necessarily. Yeah. I don't. Anyway. But like. It, it, I, I feel you, bro. So I would say if you are looking to be out there, if you are any similar to that, like you probably want to go places that, that you would. That you feel that you can find somebody with a good yeah. connection. You know what I'm saying? Now, what I will say, and I want to throw this in there again, we're not revealing who you are, but I want to throw it in there because it wasn't in her letter. And it is a part of dating these days that needs to be addressed. What's that? She has children. Okay. You're not only a recently divorced woman, you're a mother. So, And that's a piece of that. Let's uh review Corey Holcomb's blue book value on dating. Like how much is the thirty-five year old single mom of four with seven seats? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, um, yeah. So I I think that being not only a single woman uh, in her mid thirties, off a of divorce, but also a single mom. Mm-hmm. It's an element that you have to be careful of and be mindful of because you're not just dating for you. Potentially, yeah. you're dating for your children. Like the the man that you end up liking and being with and all that. Like you got to make sure he's not a fucking creepy, psycho, weird, or just a bum ass dude. Yeah. Because you have an additional responsibility. Um. Does that man need to have kids? Absolutely not. I ain't saying yo go meet this nigga at the parent teacher conference, but. Could be a start. It could be a start. Um, but wherever you in in regards to your question, where do you even get started? Where do you meet dudes? There are I'ma just talk about where I be at. Now I'm not a single dude, but I be in the same places that I was when I was single, because I don't do much. I'll be at twenty five nine hundred uh Greenfield yeah. Road, sweet four. If you want to meet Jay specifically, <laughs> come up to the pod. I'm here. And he literally here. Just ask security to walk you up to Shop Talk. We got that plug. Um, they'd do it. But if you want to meet cats, cigar bars, great place to start. Usually a lot of grown men in a cigar bar. It ain't usually a lot of young, like rough neck. It's not ruffians. It's not going to be no fist fight. 
in the in cigar, cigar bar. Fam, it's a There's bunch. not no shootout in the cigar bar. Fam, if At you want to go to the cigar bar, you can go to Secreto, you can go to Churchill, you can go to... Uh, no, don't keep them all the spots, because I don't want to see everybody up in there. And low-key, don't go... To, <laughs> you can go to Secreto. The rest <laughs> yeah. of y'all don't come to Secreto. Uh, but you can find local cigar bars, and I'm going to tell you what the, the audience is. Chill dudes. It's a bunch of dudes smoking, having drinks, and watching sports. And it's not loud. It ain't a sports bar. Or in the therapy session. Fam. Because you go somewhere with a nice, relaxed environment so yeah. that you can talk and have like so for an example, I'm not I'm, I'm not hitting the clubs. Mm-hmm. I go to a bar in an actual bar. In a heartbeat. In a bar lounge, yeah. hang out, chill. That's boom. my shit. But like I'm not I'm not trying to be what I look like in a club. What I look so to that point, don't be in no clubs. And I don't think you, I know you enough to, you don't seem like you be in no clubs, but don't be in no clubs. I'm, and I'm not trying to say like you a bad person or something. You go to the club because if that's the no, night, no, no. if that's if the that's night that we do, own, that's the night that we own. Yeah. Out of time. But if that's the night that we own, that's the <laughs> night that we own. But like in general, like, uh, you know, I don't want to do that shit. Yeah. If you see me in the club, I'm probably not even having a good time to be honest. Um, I, I ain't a club dude. I don't think that. And not that I'm her type. I don't know her type. I don't know what she's looking for. That's another thing, too. It's kind of hard to give you real specific guidance. I don't know what you're looking for. What's your style? Now, you mentioned ambition. You mentioned you're successful and your career is popping. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. She, all right. You got a couple dollars. <laughs> send me 40 to the cash app and send Jay. Uh, Jay Johnson 313. Trinidad and send us both that cash app real quick. Let us know that you really got that bread like that. But, uh. As far as ambition and all that goes, man, I feel like in Michigan specifically, it's a lot of areas downtown, midtown, that restaurants, bars. To Jay's point, not just cigar bars, man, but I like used to have a lovely time, man. When I used to back in the day, yeah. uh, I guess about ten years ago, we used to hang out at um, on Wednesdays at the Key Club. It was Poetry Key Night. Key Club, yep. Man, it was a great atmosphere, a great vibe in there. I always ran into uh, nice young ladies there. What? With good vibes, if that yeah. may, if if you catch my drift, <laughs> yeah, I um I just feel like in general, man, meeting people and don't be closed off to social media, yo. Like I just posted the other day, uh, some I ain't re- I ain't finna pull it up and read it because I don't really know how to navigate Facebook no more. But I posted some like, uh, women who say that social media is not a place to date or hook up; it's just a place to keep up with family and friends and read funny memes. Are usually women that got fucked off social media, bro. One hundred percent. And and even if they ain't get fucked off it, niggas didn't got at them before. You want to know why? Cause it's me. I'm niggas, and I didn't got at them. Niggas like them up. So uh, all that to say, don't be shut off to social media, man. Don't think that that's not a place that you can meet someone and flourish. It ain't just a bunch of internet creeps on social media. Sure, your DM might get lit up with dudes who maybe aren't your style, but be cognizant enough of what you're looking for to be able to realize who is your style. Cause some of them DMS, I guarantee you looking over and it might be a good, good dude in there. Like I've been in people DMS before and got looked by and then met that same chick later in real life. And she like, Oh, you that nigga. You gotta go to house parties. <laughs> Fam- yeah. Like you gotta yo. go to house parties. So you mentioned individual she- events, hanging out. Yeah. Like when people say, Hey, I'm having a kickback at the crib on the- go meet some people. Like actual people who not inside of a club environment who came out looking 
to pick up somebody. Yeah. Like, go to an event. You, you know? mentioned in the letter that you've asked some of your guy friends if they know single cats. First of all, don't limit that to your guy friends. Ask your homegirls, too, who they know. Because if they got dudes, they dude might know a friend. You know what I'm saying? So I hate that shit, dog. The hookup? Yeah. I like hookups. It's only one way I like hookups, and that's a different way. <laughs> This not the this not the, this not the hookup type, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What I've ne- it's never worked for me. Yeah. Rather. I so the reason I like hookups is because usually I go to you knowing who I want you to hook me up with. Yeah, that's like different. I'm coming to you asking. Hey, hey what's up with your girl? Like <laughs> fam, yo, you remember Shorty you brought to the Super Bowl joint? Yeah, invite her over. Yeah. No, the mean one who didn't know what the kickoff was and was here for Beyonce. <laughs> like, t- tell her to call me, nigga. Tell her yo, what's her Instagram? I'm a follower because that's the thing. I do all my work on the gram. I will fucking nigga. I'll meet you from scratch on the gram, nigga. Hey, listen. Never mind. I can't say this. Shit. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> anyway, man. Just say this look. Shit. Be open. Um, be open minded. Don't limit yourself. Don't be so caught up in however you might have felt back when you first met the dude or became your husband. Also, uh, grow with the times. Like. Meet somebody who look for somebody who you like and enjoy being around with, but don't go into it looking for like you said. Somebody wants to be. I mean, you don't want nobody cheating, but yeah. like, don't go into it thinking serious relationship right off the bat. Yeah, like just like, yo, chill out. Because a lot of cats, and I'm just saying this on behalf of men, because I'm a man. We don't always know that you're gonna be like the next girl or like the next great woman that we with. Like I've literally the very first girlfriend I ever had in my life at 18 years old, 19. I was 18 when I met her. 19, we started dating. I literally started fucking with her to get some ass. She, she had no other purpose in my life. I met her on the elevator at uh, MSU, going to my dorm. I said literally when she walked off. Excuse me. She got off on five. Nigga, soon as them doors closed, I looked at my roommate and I said, I'm fucked shit out of that bitch, nigga. And that was my goal. And boy, the first time we went to eat, I think we went to breakfast, nigga. I left that date like, yo, do I like this motherfucker? Like, I went from wanting some ass to like, damn, I wonder what her middle name is, cuz. And that's what my mood was. So men don't always go into the situation thinking long term. Therefore... Give niggas a chance, man, because it's a lot of time that you might think that a cat is on some bullshit when really he just got to adjust to realizing that, oh, shit, I might like old girl, man. So in all the last thing I'm going to say on it, don't be stupid. If you getting like real life red flags that are like obvious, don't ignore them. Get the fuck out of there. It's a real tendency when you in your mid 30s to settle for a lot of bullshit because you like, oh, I'm old and I think women hear more than men. Women absolutely settle more than men. And you know what they call that? Being loyal. But we ain't got time to talk about that. Because niggas will leave you for that one girl in high school that they always wanted. Y'all, thir- 36 years in your marriage, he's yeah. like, damn, he left. Like, yeah. He ain't, he knew he, what he hey, wanted. He been wanted that. I know. I mean, yeah. Hey, but uh, yeah, uh, leave that loyalty shit at the door. If you dating one of these cats and he giving you red flags, like, don't commit to that, man. Like, get the fuck out of there. But lastly, all right, this is my real last thing. Women, I'm saying this to all single women. Don't be afraid to date. You're not a hoe if you date multiple people, man. You're trying to get if you fucking multiple people, we can reevaluate uh your wholeness. But if you dating multiple people and you're trying to get to low get to know a lot of men and just see who's the best fit for you, that'll make you a hoe, that make you smart. Stop falling in love with the first cat you go eat with. 
Facts. Uh, just you know, uh, just don't lie to multiple people. Yeah, and if you are giving the buns up to any, like if you date multiple people, but like somebody getting the buns, use a rubber. And if one of them getting the buns raw, let him know that you fucking some other folks, because uh, the raw one is always the one who needs to be most protected. So he might want to throw the rubber on. Um, and that's not to say you're gonna be fucking. I don't want to date you if you soul swapping with somebody else. Yeah, I'm personally, I've literally been with a woman, and this back when I was a super whore, but I was dating one chick, and she was fucking another dude, and she told me directly, like, "Yo, I'm also kicking it with this other cat. We've been intimate too." And I'm like, "Well, me and you've been fucking raw, so here's what we could do. Me and you ain't gotta fuck no more. I'ma still kick it with you because I like you and you cool, but I ain't sharing the pussy. That's just me. Yeah, I'm good. I, yeah. Um, I've, I've I managed my 37 years of life uh, disease free, and I'd be damn if a bitch yeah. give me like at the 40 and or some shit with a. So I, that was literally my train of thought because I nah. knew the cat who she was kicking it, the other dude. I knew him, nigga. I'm not waiting him. this late in life to. Ooh, I'd be. I wish I would catch some now. That's the one time you see me on fucking crime of the D like this nigga smack this yeah, shit. Yeah, I wish I would have nah. kept something at fucking 35. Nigga. Oh. But anyway, man. Protect All yourself, right, man, protect we, your heart. Be smart. We did And, man. and that's in. it, yo. 56 minutes in, fam. All right, well, fuck it. Let's we get to, to it. You. We can wrap this shit up in an hour. We can get power in an hour. I get hour 15. Hour 15, we could definitely do it, man. Now I'm going to go watch these lions uh, do what the fuck they do. Go get me some buffalo wild wings or some shit. But, um... Oh, power. Shit. Overall grade, man. Somebody, my man D Merritt hit me up. He was like, can power get a, over a 7.5 this week? Yo, D Merritt, my dog. First of all, shout out to my dog, D That's, my, that's my nigga. That's dog. this nigga J best friend. That's my guy, man. Uh, D Merritt, dog, you got what you fucking asked for, nigga. I'm giving this episode a smooth eight. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hey, jumping look. right to the next <laughs> Like, this so, shit gets a smooth. And a nigga bro. said, uh, he said, can he get more than 75, 7.5? Like, nigga, uh, I was like, nigga, that was at with the 7.5. He's like, nigga, you gave it an eight. I'm like, all right, this, this I'ma give, I'ma give an eight and a half. I'm an 8.5. Ain't mad at it. I'm because, not like, mad at look. It. I thought this episode was a really good episode. I thought it was great. I think some of the other episodes, I kind of liked more. A little, not more. Yeah. It had a different different reasons I liked them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't as suspenseful this episode. It was clearly a scene where we were suspenseful. Yeah, facts. Um, I said that shit like, I'm Charlamagne with a speech impediment. Suspenseful. <laughs> I got my fucking uh, Invisalign joints in right now, so I actually don't really want to talk to y'all at all. <laughs> My mouth hurt like this a was a good pause. episode though. This was a really good episode. Like it was like normal-ish. So this is how good this episode was. Um, I didn't realize it, but I had watched that. You remember we was talking about on a Facebook group that confidential shit. I've never watched that shit with Terrence J. That shit. I've never watched that shit. But the episode was so good, I was sitting there thinking about it, and then it rolled into confidential, and I fucked around. It was like. Fuck is this shit? And I watched the whole thing. It, it, they was talking to the director. He ain't say much. The director of this episode, he was an old white guy. Um, they talked to Tommy and and uh, Keisha, Lala, and Joseph Sakura were the were the guests. This was a good episode, man. Uh, I feel like so there were several. There were still because it's power, and power will never be without uh, errors. There were still some very unnecessary things. That angle with the teacher, 
ain't need it. I don't know why they threw that in there. Tariq teacher? Mm. That was the most unnecessary shit I've ever seen in my life, bro. You know what that's for, though. I, yeah, oh, they, they own a setup. We talked about it last week. Tariq will not die. Unfortunately, he also will not stop selling dope. They're setting up that uh, power next book two iteration book two. The fact if y'all name this shit power book two, fuck out of here, dog. Yeah, but they setting that up and they getting that ready to go. And um, I mean, yeah, I just didn't need that teacher angle. I also did not need. I think that was probably my biggest thing. Anything else that happened, I felt like it fit well enough. Now, I do feel like they let some shit go. So let's jump right into the episode, man. So the episode started with Dre running up on Sax, right, at Sax's condo. And he ran up on him. Sax is like, how the fuck you know where I live? Dre like, fam, you need to take this ankle down. I followed you today. That's how I would know. Yeah, like, uh, fam. I saw you. Walking in the rain. That's one of my favorite songs ever made, bro. Shout out to Orange Juice Jones, bro. Um, I just want to play this real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, damn. Oh, you got it back up? Mm-hmm. All right, hold up. Because this is what I wanted to intro the episode with. <laughs> That's gonna be cash next Sunday or whenever they play this shit again. But uh, I've literally played a song like three times today. But um, so that nigga Dre ran up on Sax like, fam, I need you to take this ankle monitor off me. Like, I don't know what you doing. But this shit ain't cool. You fucking up my game. I couldn't go become a drug Primera like I was trying to be. Sax was like, bitch, do you got anything on ghosts? If not, have a good afternoon, nigga. Like, like Sax. Give it up, nigga. You lost. Sex. You aren't even a cop. <laughs> like, you lost. Take Yo, this off because you can't monitor me. Your nigga. boss said he was going to try to put you in jail. Literally. Like, he literally, literally said that to you. Go yeah. home, Roger. But this is what fucked me up about Dre. Dre had a hood on, right? I ain't realized this till like the third time I watched this episode. Nigga had on a Fendi coat with the Fendi print, but had his hood up on his hoodie like he was being low key. Bitch, I, please somebody shoot Dre in the head. I'm like, tired of Dre. I'll give niggas $3 million they shoot Dre in the head next episode, bro. I'm tired of Dre, though. So, Sax ain't show that nigga no love. So, Dre was like, fuck it. I'm going to call Ghost. He called Ghost. Ghost's like, where the fuck were you last night, little nigga? That nigga was like, uh, uh, Tommy's goons snatched me up, man. And I got an ankle monitor on me. So, we got to kill Sax. <laughs> Ghost nigga. laughed at that nigga. <laughs> Ghost said, what? Uh, first of all, I'm not killing law enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, let me tell you first of all. <laughs> first off, nigga, you called me on the phone. Fo- first off, I know you a snitch. You working with the feds and you call me on the phone. Fam. Whoop the nigga that you like telling me to kill the nigga that you're working with who's that, been trying to put me in jail for six years. <laughs> like that nigga Ghost said. Matter of fact, till you get that motherfucking ankle monitor off your goddamn ankle, don't call me again. I'm not playing with you, boy. <laughs> that nigga said, I'm not playing with you, boy. That nigga said, get the fuck from around me, dog. Dog. <laughs> Ghost was a raw ass nigga, but 
He banged the phone on Dre, which I love. You know what I realized during that scene, too? Ghost is back standing at hotel. <laughs> he said, Tasha, fuck your couch, nigga. And that's not his hotel. That's his side bitch crib. Well, I mean, that's where he's fucking Angie and them. I mean, no, not saying he got a side. He got a side apartment. Yeah. Oh, but that's a little. I thought that was a hotel the whole time. No, yeah. I, and I only know this, and I'm saying it with confidence because somebody in the group said it was <laughs> said it was this. Either this, way, that's the same spot yeah. he been at since him and Angie first was fucking. Nigga. Yeah. And he needed a comfortable bed. You can't fuck because he was trying. Remember, he tried to leave her. And yeah. He got his own place and went back that's to that place. Okay, got you, got you. Yeah, that ass choked on a dolphin. Well, that makes sense because that's his little corner room. So. It, it can't be a hotel that you get in the same goddamn room every time, nigga. But, uh, yeah, Ghost banged the phone on Dre and went on back to his morning routine. So Dre, Dre was like, what the fuck, nigga? Damn. Then uh, they showed Keisha helping Cash with his homework. And I laughed immediately. Who? I wrote down exactly what Cash said. That nigga Cash said, Mom, I've never seen math this hard. And Keisha said, "Me either." Me <laughs> this common core Yo, shit got to go. She said, "This new math, nigga. I'm not with this shit." And I fucking died. But why then, they uh, fuck they doing homework before school? I thought this was after school. Well, no. So Cash in a new school. So she said the teacher gave him homework already to get caught up. I guess when he enrolled, who does homework in the morning? Uh, Keisha nigga That's why he gonna fail That was me Trying to get my shit in Before class Cause I was about to get in trouble But Facts. like I'm not doing homework Ooh. With my mom Before before school First of all it's My like, mom was already be, at work It so. got to be 6 o'clock in the morning You know school start early as shit Facts No Kim was literally Already at work If you ain't did your homework By the end And you needed help From your parent You was asked out Cause Tone was already in prison So goodbye nigga but Tommy walked in. He was carrying boxes. And this scene pissed me off immediately. Keisha say, oh, hey, babe, how was your ride from the city? He was like, oh, it was good. You know, niggas flicked me off. But fuck it. Long as my girl happy, we out here in the burbs. Like, we cool. And she kind of looked like, eh, yeah, it's cool. He was like, you like the crib, right? You see what you asked for. One week ago, you asked me for a fucking house in the burbs. In power time, that's 24 hours. Maybe less than that. You asked me for a crib in the suburbs with fucking trees and a yard that cash could play in. And you probably want a dog and shit. How the fuck are you already looking like uh, I miss the city? Like, bitch, I'll smack your head off your goddamn shit. Like, fam, you bro. just asked for this. Like, fam, I bought a house. You was living in the fucking Jacks, you Queensbridge ass bitch. Relax, bro. Keisha already started. It was at that moment that I said, Keisha got to die. Because you ain't grateful, nigga. I put me, you, and Cash in this big-ass house where you got a whole 4,000 square feet to not be able to do math. Like, come on, ma'am. But I did. you know what I peep power trying to do, trying to be serious and shit, when they was talking to Cash about, like, yeah. interacting with police and being in the suburbs and all that. I was like, oh, look at power trying to be a real yeah, show. That's not what I couldn't power for. Y'all trying to be uh fucking the hate Blackish you give. Y'all trying to <laughs> <laughs> these niggas thought they was Dre and Bo. You not nigga. Niggas very power ish right now. Fams, they was yeah, Cash. Uh, if you ever see the police, you know, just do what they say and then come tell Tommy. If you ever see my cousins, my kinfolk, my skin folk, nigga, you the Fam- white man. Don't t- Tommy. We in your world, bro. 
he, he tried to relate that leather coat. You look like every he nigga. He tried to relate it to himself. Like nigga, what yeah. you know about being flicked by the cops? I remember when I was little cops. and I was the only one who looked different. Yeah, you oh, were the safe white racism one, ass to get you. You were the safe white one, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Relax, re fucking lax. So while they over there playing good parents and shit, um, Sax went to go talk to Tamika. Tamika bossed the fuck up. I'm looking like, look at Tamika Pope in the all white. Tamika had the all white fit. Hair laid. All white office. New wig. I'm like, She was talking mad numbers, And she was really, really looking like Carmen Sandiego, though. Tamika looked like she might want to throw some bush. (laughs) I I don't know. That new office made me kind of horny, bro. She bossed up. Like, you got a white office. Fan with a white fit on white you know carpet how, she was on some diddy shit she was on that olivia pope shit oh so tamika went private sector she getting money she had florida ceiling windows in her shit she don't care about none of them broke fed games they over there playing sax is over there begging her for help you know what i laughed at he kept saying what are we gonna do <laughs> bitch we tamika said uh well come come, come again say why i'm gonna make sure you don't go to fucking uh a terrible prison i'm gonna make sure you go to a nice, you know, club fed type joint. Get you in there somewhere you'll be comfortable. White collar crime, bitch, and you'll be all right, nigga. That's what I'ma do. Why does sex care so much? Because they never, they never address why you care so much. Sex, you didn't like Angie. You barely liked Sandoval. None of the people have, you hated Joe Proctor. None of the people who have been killed. We're like your friends, nigga. Your only friend, Mock, quit and went to D.C., nigga. Fam, move on to the next case, dog. Like, why do you care so much? Fuck the next case. You're suspended, my nigga. I mean, like, a long time ago. Like, move on. They closed the shit. Yeah. You're not smarter than anybody. Literally, bro. And it was funny. He said it to Ghost later in the episode. He was like, everybody around you ends up dead. I was like, sax. They just said that about you a week ago when you got suspended. So, pot kettle, nigga. But he and there asking Tamika for help. Tamika like, fam, I ain't got no help for you, but I can try to make sure that when you go to prison, you comfortable. And she basically told the nigga, your only way to possibly get into good graces and avoid prison is to prove that you was right. That Tommy killed Angela and he killed Joe Proctor. That's it. If you don't have hard proof, God bless you. In 24 hours, 36 hours ago, you was you swore up and down it was ghosts. Like, fam, you don't know what's happening. Stop going around this motherfucker yeah. as if you the authority figure and you know what's going on. You don't know what happened. And how in addition, how about you do some actual investigation? Oh, man, like Blanca. Because <laughs> Blanca was out here working, nigga. Facts. Blanca still, Blanca reopened Ray Ray shit. Which they closed because they thought, oh, Kanan did it. Lala testified it was Kanan. She saw boom, boom, boom. And they got it done. Blanca said, bitch, I ain't happy with that. Because there's some funky shit going on. But we're going to get into Blanca later, man. So uh, after that, the nigga Sack went up to Reek's school. Reek is in the new school, the new little joint or whatever. Why they keep talking about that school like it's full of idiots and shit? Like Choke was just like Harvard. And this shit is fucking Detroit uh, City High. Fam, like, come on now. But Sax ran up on Reek. Reek immediately remembered him from uh when Ghost was in prison and on trial. And Sax hit him like, Yeah, so you open that door for Tommy Egan to go kill Joe Proctor. Reek, plausible deniability. Yo, I don't know what you talking about, fam. I've I have no clue, nigga. 
Saks tried to scare him. It didn't work. Uh, you supposed to be talking to kids without their lawyers and shit? Fuck on, nigga. You can't talk to me without my parent. Fuck my lawyer. My mama not here, nigga. Even though my mama's the worst bitch ever born, she ain't here. So nothing I say to you right now even matters, nigga. Go on, hit on. So then they tried to squeeze in the shit with Tariq teacher real quick. I want to get this out the way because I think it's the dumbest shit they ever introduced on power. Reek is in history class. His teacher asked him to answer a question. He answered it. Then when the class let out, the teacher asked Reek if he was holding dope. Said, yo, I got a, a friend over at Choate who I, know you was selling dope. B- before he said that, I was like, this nigga mad racist. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. damn, yeah, yeah. nigga. See, see he hit that nigga. He said, you holding? <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Black black lives matter, nigga. Like, damn. damn. But he was like, no, nah, I got a friend over at Choate who know about you. He told me about you. So I'm asking you right now, do you got dope on you? Reek, like, nigga, I came I swear over I here. I thought it was in a bag because Reek is an idiot. Reek is an idiot. I thought he had that brick on him. Uh, but Reek was like. out a brick of coke. Like, like, yo, I literally <laughs> sat there the first time I watched him and said, dog, if Reek got this brick in the front pocket of this fucking book bag, dog, like, not only was it going to be in there, it was going to be in the front pocket, bro. Like, I know Reek. But Reek ain't had no dope on him. He told a nigga, hey, I just came here to get back to the city. I didn't want to be all the way up at Choke. How far is Choke? Because. Reek made it back to the city daily. They took nigga. a nigga to a train station to get there. Remember? Yet he kept coming back. He kept getting the fuck back. But uh, Reek ain't had no dope on him. But then he figured the teacher must need dope. He wants it. I, like, it was a stretch, that whole plot. He, like, told Tasha, like, yeah, I think my teacher want to sell drugs. I looked into like, him. Like, they try to make the niggas real smart. And he, he but it come off dumb. He slide in, break in, yeah. look at the look through his bills, uh, and, bills shit. and shit. First of all, come on, who man. got they all they bills at work? Every bill you ever had is all at your, your private job. bills at work. Person, even your family bill. Like, come on, they man. at work. So apparently, the teacher uh, parents was rich from a Ponzi scheme. His dad killed himself before he went to jail. His mom serving thirty years, and he don't have no fucking money. He come from a rich family who made him money illegally, similar to Reek. And now he broke, and he was looking to try to steal some drugs from Reek so he could sell. Even told Reek, you'll make a killing at this school. So Reek told Tasha what he discovered. Tasha, being the thorough mom that she is, was like, well, let's see. Vet him out. If I mean, if he want to sell, let's figure it out and get him some drugs. She made a, a, a vague reference about, but let's not tell him who he's working for or some shit like that. And so they plan, they chopped up some of that brick that Dre gave him. It looked like they gave that nigga like half the fucking brick. They used the same props they, that yeah. uh, that the one nigga gave Tasha when she gave all them little baggies yeah, and shit. Yeah, and they bagged it up. They threw it in the teacher trunk. He came out of work one day. He found it, pulled up on Reek, asked him if he put it in his trunk. Reek acted like he ain't know. What he got the real confused dumb look dumb yeah. kid face like because he's a confused dumb kid man and that was that I hate that teacher plot I again they're setting up for the the next iteration Meanwhile, of re- running power third week in a row we ain't seen old girl fam if she never comes back bro and we don't find out who she was working for because I don't need her back if whoever she was working for reveals themselves no, no a whole episode went by we ain't hear nothing about Grim. Yo, speaking of which, so I told I text Jay this weekend. I watched uh, season two of Power the other day. 
didn't realize Grim been there since the beginning. He used to watch the door when Julio was counting all the money. Mm-hmm. That was Big Grim. Did, didn't Ghost put a gun on him when he yep. went, when he robbed yep. uh, and robbed the joint? Yep, gun butting him. Yeah, back when he robbed it with fifty. Yep. yep. So yeah, Grim been around since season one. Because I had to go back, I found another scene with him standing in front of the door with Julio. Ghost came up. He let he literally opened the door for Ghost. He ain't have a speaking uh part or whatever, but he opened the door for Ghost. Ghost went up in the little garage thing or whatever, said something to Julio. And I was like, damn, that's big grim. And uh they ain't say a fucking word. And then I thought about it too. I said, Big Grim Big Grim got killed by Dre. Dre escaped. Dre back in the streets. Tommy fired two bits in Spain. And Jason told Tommy and Ghost they need to work together. It looked like Tommy don't even sell dope anymore, nigga. He out here playing a white collar husband in the burbs. And he don't got no clean money to buy the drugs from Jason. He don't have a thing. And now Keisha don't have no shop. If she do, they running it from the burbs. And she ain't there. And somehow they're supposed to clear a million a month out of a daycare center. I just don't get what's going on. But I'm like, how do you not address Grimm when Tommy literally left y'all with one fucking thing to do? Like spank and two bits whole like, yo, we getting back in the crew. So you should think that Dre's out to kill you now. Right. Or you should think that he did and you should be calling two bits and spank saying, yo, y'all took care of that last night. But they ain't give us nothing. So. Still a lot of holes left in the episode that didn't get unanswered or didn't get answered, but we're gonna figure out what happened there. So um anyway. Uh Nigga oh. told me that the power plot was easier to follow than the wire. No. I'm like, what? I don't see that at all. Nigga, this is the final season. They still introducing Damn. new characters. Power is nigga, power introduced that new detective who's investigating Proctor shooting two weeks ago. The black hair, cute, short chick. Mm, yeah. Or sh- black chick we with the short hair. We got a new drug dealer last week. And now we got a second new drug dealer who a teacher. Fam, no. Like, Power introduced new niggas and new plots every episode, and then we'll take them away and you never see them again. Because right now, if Reek girlfriend or whoever she was texting about Reek don't come back, I'm furious, nigga. But whatever. Sax running around, he desperate. He also ran up on Keisha at Tommy and her new crib. Ran up on her and was like, yo, Keisha, what's good? What do you say to Jefferson's moved on up, huh? And she was like, oh, I want a lawyer, blah, blah, blah. Sax basically tried to flip her with some like, yo, you know this house was bought with drug money. This nigga D-Mary just texted, we're the podcast guy. <laughs> hey, nigga, tell him we up here right now. D-Mary, what up? Um, Sax hit her was like, yo, if this crib was bought with drug money, you know we taking it, right? Like, just FYI, this will not be your crib. And I'll fuck around and involve you in this Rico and your ass go to jail, too. Then what Cash gonna do? Keisha wasn't really biting. She was like, oh, nigga, you full of shit, blah, blah, blah. I'll holler at you when I get a lawyer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Keisha don't act well when the police come around. That's just a fact. She never has. Since two seasons ago when Tasha was trying to have her lie for Rico. This is the third time that Sass got hold in a row, though. Everybody Sax talked to was on him. Yeah. Tamika hold, hold on Dre he hold on. by Dre and he left with the damn you right yeah. face. Cause I'm not a cop. Man. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, Sax couldn't get that ankle monitor took off Dre ankle if he tried. Cause one, he ain't a cop. Two, he put it on there illegally, nigga. 
if I went and had a cop take this ankle monitor off you, I'm admitting that I illegally put that on you. Like, sorry. He was suspended when he put that on Dre. Fam, cut that shit off yourself and throw that bitch in the river. I thought that two episodes ago. Like, fam, do you have to go back to your apartment, nigga? Like, what? The, you bought to sell drugs, yeah. nigga. Like, you, you're not a, like, you yeah. need to be undetectable by the police. And fam, Ghost just tried to make you the plug. And you missed it because you had an ankle monitor. Because, nigga, I saw you escape. So you ain't miss it because you was kidnapped, nigga. You miss it because you ain't want to go over there to see Jason with an ankle monitor. Like, come on, bro. Cut that shit up. Oh, maybe they, they this is a different type of plastic. No, no, like, no, no, Fuck no. out of here, nigga. <laughs> this, nigga, this is no, the police no, plastic. No, this is the problem. Because you could get your hands out of zip ties from the back. But you can't cut an ankle monitor, nigga. Like, come on, bro. Them tethers ain't. No, nigga. That ain't different plastic. Get you some fucking shears. Some garden shears, nigga. Snip that bitch right off, nigga. But whatever. So Sax got hold by Keisha. Keisha was like, fuck out of here. She go in the house. She trying to chill, enjoy the burbs. Here come Tommy moms. Knock, 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 nigga. Kate always showing up right on time, bro. How you feel about Tommy moms, bro? I didn't know why she was in this episode. I didn't initially, but then I, I, I got it. Like, what... First off, how does she know where this house is? Everybody fucking knows where this house is, bitch. You just found this house last night. Ghost the only nigga ain't been over. Like, how did your mom find this house? Yeah. Ghost is the only nigga ain't came over, but Kate popped up, went in there talking her shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, oh, my room is over here on this wing. I don't want to hear you and Tommy fucking whoa, whoa, whoa. Keisha don't like Kate. Kate don't like Keisha. Well, I don't think that. Is that Keisha? That Kate don't. Kate don't like Keisha. She just knows that Keisha is going to support her. Ke- and she almost looked like I'm proud of you for like bossing up on me and kicking me out. Like she been trying to scare Keisha off though, with this Holly shit, and she been insinuating for the whole season. Yeah. But now she went on and just said it. You know what happened to Holly, right? Yeah. And I don't, and I really don't think it's because she dislikes her. She just knows that because of the work that her son does, she's not she going to be know, loyal to you. She know that Keisha is liable to get Tommy fucked. So instead of letting you get my son fucked up, I'm going to try to get you out the picture by scaring you away, telling you how this game really go. Yo, his last girl that got in too deep, he killed her. Strangled her ass out. Now what? What Cash going to do? What what math number is that, nigga? Like, that's she giving Keisha them type of vibes. Like, yo, you ain't really good for this organization. You ain't really, you ain't got, you ain't built like that. You don't hold shit down like Tasha when Tasha was holding shit down. You don't hold shit down like me. Like, you ain't really in the street shit. You want money. And my son got money, but the money he got comes with a lot of fucking uh, complications. So, you ain't really going to be able to deal with some of the shit that go down. And once he realized that, he might choke you to death. So how you feel about that? Keisha told Kate, get the fuck out, which I respected. But then she immediately was scared, though. Like, Because what she said was real. Like, man. Tasha already told you about don't get it overhead like Holly did. Yeah. And now you finally found out, oh, this nigga killed Holly. My thing, though. You ain't been like context clue that 
Cause niggas been hitting you with that little but warning. It's like when somebody telling you something about your, one of your loved ones, Man, you want you, you try don't to overlook it. You yeah. don't want to believe it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but Keisha dumb, so whatever. Then uh, what was next? Was that the the scene with Tayden ghosting them, dog? I don't know, but let's, let's talk just talk about, about that. that shit, man. So Tate went to what should have been a debate with his gubernatorial candidate. I hate that fucking word. I like it because we say it a lot, <laughs> um, and we sound mad smart when we say it. So he was going to the fucking debate, and they was at the thing. It was a full house, audiences there, and Ramona was getting them prepped. And he hoeing her like, nigga, you had your chance to ride the magic stick. Man, <laughs> man. Like, he really be giving Ramona bar. I ain't gonna lie. Last three episodes, I like Tate. Because they've used him in a way that I can appreciate. They use him like a normal person. Man. He seemed like. He been a normal snaky nigga. Yeah. Like, yo, I fucked my uh, campaign manager's wife. I'm kind of shady on the side. I still a little money off the top. And now I'm trying to fuck the fixer. You think it's because the air of mystery has been removed? And we had so much hopes for him or whatever. Being now that you know yeah. exactly who he is, what he does, what his role is, it's easier to accept his character mm. because I understand the character now. Before I, I we, didn't, see that, yeah. we didn't know if he was a drug dealer. We didn't know yeah. he was in the game. Like, you now we just know he's a former cop who kind of shady and he's still money. He, he a true politician. And he, yeah, and he'll fuck your bitch. Like all politicians. Nigga. I was a guy. Something I was with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, nah. Tate is Kwame Light, bro. Still a little money and fuck some bitches on the side, man. And and that's just what he do. Uh, but I, I agree. I actually think that's a really good point. Now that we know who he is, he's a lot more easy to digest. Yeah. Before we knew who he was in that, that era of... humanize him a little bit. Yeah. He's, he's been funny. I even felt kind of bad for him this episode for a second. Because it's like, yo, like... like, in real life, what has he done wrong? Like, he ain't really did nothing. I mean, he fucked another man. I mean, yeah, bro. no, he definitely but did like, that But, like, as wrong, far man. as, like, all the wrongs that have been done, like, he ain't murdered nobody and killed nobody. Like, the only thing he did was try to keep ghosts in check. There are worse characters on this show. Yeah. Um, With regards to integrity and humanity. There are way worse people on this show than Tate. Um, And the only nigga he killed was a whole-ass nigga that was fucking up the plan. So, hey. Who he killed? Uh, uh, stupid nigga during the robbery. That nigga. Oh, that don't count. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was a whole ass nigga. He fucked up the plan. Like he had to die, because he came in there making himself obvious. He didn't nigga. know about. He ain't know about the plan. Yeah, no, I'm saying he had yeah, to die because yeah. he fucked like, up. It, Ghost went on the show. On the show, like he ain't never. He ain't never. Did he do anything illegal? Uh, no. Ghost when Ghost first start giving Tate money. Yeah. Back when Tate, we thought he was like the drug nigga. He was collecting the money from Ghost. That's how him and Ghost start talking off to the side. Oh, he anyway. was getting dope money, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was and he was the one dope. who told that Tate be stealing money off the top from the QCP. Yeah, so he did. He did do some. Dirt. Yeah, yeah. So he he was a little grimy nigga, but uh. So anyway, we had to debate, and Ghost pulled up, but Ghost came with Derek, the campaign manager, not ahead of the QCP, and Ghost was like, Tate was like, "Yo, like I'm I with Ghost, but why the fuck he bringing this nigga?" Ghost was like, yo, I brought him here because if they ask any questions about the QCP, he can answer them. I figure it'd be better for him to answer them since he's working directly on the project. Tate said, mm, nah, fam, I actually ain't fucking with neither one of y'all, so I'm good. So Ghost gave Derek that look, 
Derek took a little hundo up to the uh, nigga with the microphone, little audio visual AV nigga, and he turned up Tate's mic. And Ghost and Tate was talking, and Tate started going in his bag, nigga. He said, first of all, none of these white motherfuckers give a fuck about the QCP, nigga. Let me tell you about this Queen's Child Project. It's some stupid shit. Fuck you. Fuck your daughter. Fuck the project. Fuck Queens. And then he was like, you think... Was this the part when Kings? Was this the part when he was like, uh, you think um two project niggas are gonna come over there and get these white folks yeah, up? No, like, like, come on. He, he was, was going the fuck off. He was talking he was like a regular nigga. He was being a normal nigga. Like the problem was your mic was on. Then they got me like they about to make Ghost a governor. Cause if y'all do uh, that, I'ma shoot this bitch up. Uh, y'all gonna make Ghost a governor, nigga? If Ghost become anything where he gets a seat because they say he's gonna be the executive whatever the fuck ever yeah. well low-key listen i want ghost to win at the end of this shit and that's the thing i feel like they said it ghost is going to die bro i think so dog. i think so. they not setting it up for ghost to win bro but, like let's think about this though since season one episode one ghost has been trying to stop selling drugs and get out the game we watched this man for six years yeah. try to stop selling drugs and get out the game. Facts. And just when he's about to get out the game, everything is going to look real special for him. Yeah. He's either going to jail or he's getting killed. He gets pulled back in every fucking time, dog. Like, it's kind of unfair to be honest. And I, Ghost is not the greatest nigga ever made, nigga. Like, I'm never saying that. But as much as I can acknowledge that Ghost ain't necessarily been a good dude, Ghost literally be trying to go straight. Even the shit with Tariq. Ghost is trying to get Reek in a good school to go to a good college and be a good kid. Leave this drug shit behind us. I just want Reek to go to school and have a better life than I had when I was a kid. That's it. I don't want Reek to do that. I just want that nigga to be schooled, bro. And, and like Reek understands that this is what his father really wants for him. Because he's he peeped in on conversations. Yeah. Why his mama telling him, no, nigga, that's not going to happen. Like, nigga, I really want this drug shit to be over for our family. Like, even Reek know that, damn, my dad ain't the whole ass nigga I thought he was. Like He really want the best for me. Yeah, like, yo, that's kind of that's kind of daddy-ish, nigga. Like, he aight. Like, my daddy ain't the whole ass nigga, but... It's like, at a certain point, nigga, when you keep getting pulled back in, eventually you're going to fuck up. Because mm -hmm. you keep going. He Ghost is going to keep going, nigga. Like, he's never going to fuck up. What last time Ghost sold drugs? Uh, directly? Because even last week or a couple weeks ago when he was quote-unquote selling drugs, Tommy People sold the drugs. That nigga just was in the car with them bitches. Like, what did he do with that shit? And Dre and uh, my dog, the queen child, uh, Tate nigga. When the last time he actually sold drugs? Lobos? Uh, possibly. Every time I try to leave, something keeps pulling me back, me back, telling me I need you in my Lady, what's life. Good? Every time I try to call, oh. something keeps telling me that, me that. Shout out to fucking Chingy. Um, I, just, I, just, I just want y'all to know, man. 
I'm gonna be so fucking angry when it, if they kill Ghost Dog, fam. I'm Ghost gonna be gonna so die, bro. like I, I just want y'all to know that the episode after, if they <laughs> kill Ghost, I am going to be the most turned up, the most disrespectful. Well, I'm starting the episode with gunshot. Like if they kill well, look, Ghost, it's gonna be an issue. You know we gonna have to do if they kill Ghost, right? You know the '40s is coming, right? <sighs> It's it's gonna be a special forty ounce edition, bro. Fam, if y'all kill ghosts, the motherfucking. But here's why I think they're gonna kill ghosts. Two reasons. Um, one, an alive ghost will never be cool with Tariq selling drugs, ever, ever. So the way they setting up Reek going into whatever like this follow up shit put is in prison be, though. They could. This kind of this kind of how I see it going. Ghost is gonna finally kill Tommy. And then he gonna go to prison for killing Tommy. <laughs> he gonna get caught like standing over Tommy's body with a gun or some shit. And like Blanca gonna arrest the nigga. And, and like Sax gonna fuck around and win somehow. Let's uh oh uh real quick on that Tate shit. He said all that whole shit, and then uh everybody in the audience heard it. The person he running against heard it. Ramona heard it. Everybody heard it. So he ruined the entire Tate campaign for governor. I say that because a lot of people be telling me I don't even watch Power no more. I just listen to y'all shit. So now y'all know what happened with Tate. Um, let's talk about Blanca. Blanca's doing her motherfucking job, nigga. Blanca is a cop cop. She's doing two jobs. Facts. Because she's investigating what the fuck happened over at the feds. She's also being a NYPD detective and investigating Ray Ray's murder. All at the same time. And apparently she took the job from that cute black detective lady who we were introduced to because we haven't seen her since. And she was supposed to be investigating Proctor's murder. But Blanca seemed like she got it all handled, so they fired a black lady. But um, um I think Blanca has gotten too close. Problem is, I don't know who she's gotten too close to. She pulled over Keisha and Cash. And this was after Tommy told Cash, yo, you ever interact with the police, something happened. First thing you need to do is tell me or your mom. Tell me or your mom. No, you said tell me. Blanca pulled over Keisha and Cash. And and after he said tell me, they did that little handshake. Yeah, they, 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 they got a they whole handshake. handshake. Which is um, important. Yeah. Yeah. No, Tommy and Cash. Tommy is Cash's dad right now. Cash looked like he didn't step full into stepson mode uh he is otis from the motherfucking temptations why you always on the road he is that little nigga dog he is in there and when keisha and cash got pulled over keisha was like cash sit up straight buckle your seatbelt take your hands out your pocket they keep reiterating that they want to show black people that they care about how we get treated by the police well whatever um and then Blanca and a lady from child services come up. Blanca told the child services lady, get YBN Corday out the motherfucking passenger seat. This is what got Keisha killed. What? The scene? The scene got her yeah. killed. Yeah. Because she just not, she not knowledgeable. She not from the street. She literally don't know that you didn't have to do shit they told you to do. From get out the car to cash getting out the car to sign this pay. You ain't have to do shit. And she started out, I want a lawyer. Blanca was like, all right, you can get one after we take your son. No, that ain't how this go. If I'm not under arrest, you can't take. What you take my son for? Hey, fam, listen. 
if you take my son, I'm getting him back in about an hour or two. Yeah, when I come down there and sue that, this whole motherfucking they, they, apartment. They, they, they may sound like fucked up, but like, Man. baby girl, you are fucking with a drug cartel. Fam. You don't have the opera. You don't, like, you fucking with a drug cartel. Oh, let's talk about real quick why Blanca even pulled her over. Sax came to Blanca crib. Sax was in uh in desperation mode. He came over to Blanca house. Blanca was in the crib with her bitch. You know they got I, like yeah. Blanca sure. had to be a lesbian. Like had this whole scene, it just seemed like very um um very um shyish. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh what's her name? Lena. It very Lena. Le- little waif. Yeah, a little waif. A little waif. <laughs> a little waifish. Waifish. Like with the, the Mike little, Tyson little voice. <laughs> little waifish. That shit hard as fuck to show you these aligners, <laughs> man, nigga. Um, and nigga, I just bit everything. Nigga, pause. But uh, so Sax came over to Blanca crib. She was in there making uh, fucking arroz con pollo and shit with her wife or whatever the fuck they was cooking. That was mad racist, but fuck it. And uh, Sax was like, look. Lakeisha Grant, you got to investigate her. She was like, why, nigga? Like, Lakeisha Grant, that's the bitch that testified in Ray Ray shit and said that Kanan did it. Sax was like, look, Kanan ain't do that shit. Oh, oh, oh she had met with Dre. Because Dre snitched like a little bitch. Dre was Again. snitching hard. Dre don't give a fuck no more. He said, I'm going to snitch on all you bitch. Dre putting cases on all you bitches, dog. So Dre had told Blanca. Uh, I think it's a 75% chance you tell on niggas if you live in New York. Yeah, it seems accurate. And it seemed like it's a 100% chance nothing will happen to you. <laughs> you could tell on a nigga and then sign a record deal. Shout out to my New York people. Yeah. This is just what it seems like on television. Yeah, and in real life. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, shout out to everybody in New York that listens. Uh, you're... But, uh, <laughs> but, um, oh, and it's Timberland season. My New York niggas, what up, though? But after Sax went to talk to Blanca, dead ass. Come <laughs> <Hold> on, <up>, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this corona got me, dog. I need to use the bathroom like a motherfucker. Nigga, we, gonna keep we going. might need to pause it because I got to piss too. Nigga. Hold on, man. We, we, we right and we'll be now. right back. Punch. Man, nigga feel a lot better. <laughs> a nigga punched right back in. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you understand. Yeah, man, a little bathroom break. Niggas is right back. Anyway, um, Sax went to holla at Blanca, told Blanca she needs to look in the... Oh, and he told Blanca about uh, Dre. Yeah. Blanca ain't know. He was like, yo, got this nigga tethered up. My bad. Um, I fucked up. She was like, nigga, thanks, but no thanks. But she went to talk to Dre herself. Told Dre, yo, I'll put heaven right back in Child Protective Services. Tell me something. So he was like, look, shit with Ray Ray, that wasn't Kanan, nigga. He was like, Kanan was, was, was in D.C. And she was like, all right, well, if it wasn't Kanan, like, who the fuck was it? He was like, I don't know if he pulled the trigger, but a nigga asked me for his address. She was like, who? He was like, look, man, you got to get sacks off my ass if I tell you who did it. She was like, I right, we she follow a complaint. She like, Sax thinks I'm working with him. Yeah, Sax, she literally told him, Sax don't even work for the feds no more, nigga. You, you come follow a whole complaint. He was like, all right, man, Tariq St. Patrick, dog. I gave that nigga the fucking address. He found Ray Ray crib. And now she fucking like, hmm. So that's when she pulled up on Keisha. Because Keisha gave the alibi 
that she knew Kanan was the one who went to Ray Ray's shit. Right. Because they was trying to save Reek. Duh. Keisha died for... How many people got to die for Reek? Raina wasn't enough. Not Keisha. Golly, dog. So, uh... It was a list of people he didn't have didn't killed. He didn't have killed, yeah. I feel like everybody died because of Reek or Tasha. It's a good... It's a good... The yeah. only person who didn't just off right now me thinking... The only person who didn't die because of Reek or Tasha... Two people. Um, Maria Suarez and Julio. I feel like everybody else died and Rolla. Rolla didn't die because either one of them. Rolla died because Ghost didn't want to believe that Cannon was a whole ass nigga. But uh, anyway, um, so when Blanca pulled over Keisha, she told her straight up, you going to prison your name is on the deed of that house. Not Keisha. You're dating a drug dealer who has millions of dollars. Apparently. I thought them niggas was broke, but clearly him and Ghost got money to spare. You thought that this nigga Tommy had a, a mortgage? He sell dope, bitch. Like, fam, he don't have a legal job. We pay in cash for everything, including that weak-ass wedding ring he bought you at the end. Like what's so crazy? Twenty G's on a ring. I would have hit her today with. Um, mm, but like, what's so crazy is like you don't know none of this stuff. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you don't know none of this stuff. You've been lied to, and you signed paperwork, fam. Yeah. On the side of the road, fam. You didn't even. My girl hit me about this. You didn't even read what the fuck you was signing. Now I, me, and Wood personally would have in big cursive letters written fuck you and Listen, got my son back and went on to the house i almost always sign shit justin jackson <laughs> like so you may think that say my name my name ain't on that shit you see a j and another j my shit say justin jackson and bitch that's not my name so if you think you got my signature on some shit you're probably mistaken because it ain't yeah. me but this was the beginning of the end for keisha man allegedly uh, <laughs> i um now, I've done this before. It didn't get me out of legal trouble, but it did get me out of some trouble at school. When I sign my... I'm a junior. When I sign my name, I typically don't write junior. When do you become a senior? Legally. I feel like you can become a senior at any point in your fucking life. Like, you can so, add senior to your name. You can add a surname. Well, what I'm saying is, like, right. so once you have a son and you become a senior, like, who you got to tell? Uh... I don't know, because you don't have to go change your name. Like, so who, like, cause uh, some, some driver license yeah. say senior. Well, so that's the thing. My dad's, all of my dad's ID has senior or just his name. Because legally, he is Anthony Bernard Wooden. I am legally junior. My birth certificate, my license, every single government paperwork I've ever signed has junior on it. Yeah. Legally, I am not me. So I've signed shit in the past and it didn't have junior on it and been like, that's not my name. I've literally done that. That got me out of suspension one time because I had to tell them that I forged something. Uh, I think it was like some something about a field trip. And then they was like, yo, I thought your dad was locked up. I was like, no, that's my dad's signature. Like they was like, no, you signed this. I was like, that's not my name. I'm junior. That's my dad. And I was like, he signed it. He's not locked up anymore. Thank you. 
It was me, but um, <laughs> still though, when I flexed that junior on them and showed them my uh, state ID, yeah, they ain't had nothing else to say because really, I should technically write junior on shit. So anyway, all that to say, um, Keisha don't sign shit. You're on the side of the road being forced to illegally sign some paperwork so your son can get out of a car. That don't seem stupid to you, Keisha. I know you ain't the brightest uh, hair salon owner in the world, but like if your niggas to come up with four million dollars in two days, no, in twenty, yeah, in two days, I'm sure they can get your kid out of get your kid out of CPS. Fucking Dre just got his fucking kid back, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> Dre got heaven back with a damn press conference, nigga. Like clearly, Dre uh, or like, Ghost and Tommy can get him like, off fucking like kid. Like in real back. life, Tommy would have told Ghost, Ghost would have told uh, Tate, Tate, and Tate would have got and him they'd handled it. Or it goes with the toe Ramona. Ramona. Facts. Or they could have used that as something else to threaten sex with. Like, hey, nigga, figure out a way to get my girl goddamn son back. I'm going to bust you in your motherfucking head with your jacking off ass. Anyway, Keisha dump. And you signed your death certificate right there. Because you thought you could do that just because she said, oh, well, Tommy got your name on the deed. No, bitch. It ain't because we still paying for it. I got your name on there. So if I go to jail... It's yours. It's already paid for. And like, they can't, they're going to seize all my assets. Nigga, this is this yours. This is yours. They can't yours. take it from you. And guess what? No dope has ever been in this house. And more than likely, it came from quote unquote legit money. Because, hey, if Tommy paid for drugs with clean money, probably bought a house with some clean money. My guess. <laughs> huh. What do I know, though, nigga? But anyway. So she signed her life away. That's what she did. Sex. Not only are you fucking up everything, but now you officially finna get fired. He thought he had some shit. Went back to work. Because this how this what this this how it happened. When Blanca came to try to press Ghost, yeah. Ghost shut her down. Like I'm not on none of that oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, Sax, something like Sax, that nigga don't work for us no more. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, oh yeah. this nigga not oh, he police? Because he ran up on my son. Cause, oh, because Tommy had hit Ghost up like, yo, we got to kill that motherfucker, Sax. Ghost was like, Tommy, you know we don't kill the fucking uh, law enforcement. <laughs> I'm never, I, I don't even know why you call me about this bullshit, Thomas. It's the same shit he told. Uh... Yeah, Dre. Like, we don't kill cops. And then that nigga was like, well, you do. Because you killed my bitch. Ho ass nigga. Fam. I just want to throw this out there again because people keep arguing with me about when we say Tommy is not a good friend and he's disloyal as fuck. Yes. People keep arguing. Because Charlemagne was on a breakfast club this morning saying that he was the most thorough of everybody on the I show. I commented on Charlemagne's post and I have 90,000 comments under my shit telling me Tommy the most loyal nigga on this show. First of all, Julio was. Check your facts. Roller was. Roller. Check the I'm facts. I'm your friend. No. I'm, I'm your, your friend. friend. Fucking uh but anyway, Tommy ain't shit. Tommy been not shit. Since Cannon got out of jail, Tommy been a disloyal nigga. He turned to a drug addict and started making bad decisions. Period. He done played ghost for Tasha, Holly, Reek, Kanan, Keisha, Cash, Change, nigga damn. <laughs> Checks? Like, come on, dog. Tommy a whole ass nigga. Anyway, Ghost told him, fam, Tommy, we don't kill law enforcement. 
It's not what we do. We don't need that type of heat. You already can't get no drugs from Jason. Jason doesn't know what the fuck is going on. I don't need that type of heat on my shit. I live in my damn trap house. Uh, it's a hotel uh, up in the residence. And I can't fuck Ramona. And, I, and Ramona's not giving me the pussy because I'm moving slow. I'm trying to play the long game. It's getting on my fucking nerves. Since we was kids, I've been trying to fuck. So That bitch is going to make him governor. They're going to walk off to the sunset. So I've also prepared for that in my mind. I'm glad you brought that up. I literally thought last night when I was looking at this shit, I said, yo. What if Ghost becomes like Lieutenant Governor or whatever the fuck they want him to be and yeah. Ramona be his first lady? Whoo. And that's how power ends. And the then same. they go to Albany. And that's power. Yeah. Because that's really power. That's real power. And they go to Albany and, that and nigga, Tasha and Reek stay in Queens broke. And that nigga Ghost like, man, fuck them kids. <laughs> and Tasha. First of all, your mama takes care of your ass. You take care of Reek. Reek don't even want to live with me. He got my house shut up. I don't want to live in a penthouse no more. When they fix that up, I'm getting it sold. I'm leaving you with all the kids. <laughs> Speaking of that, yo, real quick, probably my one of my low-key favorite scenes of the episode. When uh Tasha was talking to Reek about her his teacher and her mama came in. And they was counting money. And his mama walked, or her mama walked in and was like, the fuck is that? She was like, oh, Reek, uh, you go out there. And her mama said, yo, you been a dumb bitch. But now you involving my fucking grandson, nigga? Like, y'all got locked doors? Like, like come, fam, you're in here counting hundreds of thousands of dollars. And your door unlocked? Why well, she is giving him the game, though. She was giving him game, but bitch, lock the door. Locked it. I've had the door locked with game. Fam, um, this is a daycare. Yeah. There's children there. And I like that her mama said, her mama literally said, I know how much this brings in. You started this because of me making money from a daycare. Probably stole all my customs. Where's Zig at? Zig never wants his little thousand again. <laughs> he like, nigga, take this thousand, please. Get the fuck away from me, nigga. Look, she gave Zig the thousand. That nigga Zig went out of town. <laughs> that nigga's breaking that thousand down a long way, yeah. nigga. And he said, yo, I'm finna get some felines, couple pairs of conies, little puma <laughs> joints, buy me a new era, and I'm out here. Zig, oh, that nigga tricked that thousand off the long way. But uh, anyway, Sax went down to the feds. Went to go talk to Warner, Warner, whatever, the new uh, new captain down there, who Tamika told him, if you don't hit that nigga with something hard, you're going to prison, nigga. Like, I told you not to tell him shit, and then you told that nigga you had some people working illegally undercover. So N- Nigga slide in like, I got this info for you. He went in there like, Warner, Warner said, I don't even want to hear it. Oh, this was after they whooped his ass, though. So let's rewind. Sax was in the crib trying to get a good jack off him, right? Booty Talk 27. Booty Talk 27, Puerto Rican edition, because uh, it was two Hispanics on the TV. I did pause it. Um, <laughs> I had to see if I knew them. I didn't. So we finna do some research. Check these credits. Nigga, I was on IMDb for like an hour That's trying funny. to see who was in the flick. That's funny. They ain't tell me. But uh, he saw Blanca and his little, yo, they were Hispanic because he saw Blanca and her wife and he got horny. <laughs> went home and clicked that Hispanic category quick. Loki, that is actually what happened. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. And he went home and watched Hispanic, lesbian, porn. Sax, you are a fucking creepy dog. You a wild boy, You sex. a nasty nigga, Sax. So, uh, ball sex. That nigga ball. Yo, no, look. Because that nigga nasty for like 12 reasons. Nigga, nasty. Nigga name is Sax. <laughs> nigga, nasty number two. <laughs> nasty number three, he was jacking off with his goddamn jeans on. <laughs> 
<laughs> nigga unzip this yeah. <laughs> nigga who the nigga dangerous yeah. out here too. I don't jack off in jeans, nigga. I'm I'm not gonna tell y'all how I do. Yeah, but man. let me tell you how I don't do, nigga. I'm not jacking off in no fucking jeans. Wranglers bro. and shit. Yeah, that nigga folded his shit down six times and then pulled the yammy out, nigga. No. I'm not jacking off in no goddamn jeans. That's funny. That's just me. But uh Sax was in the crib, jacking off in front of the dough living room style now me personally i don't like to be in common areas when i jack the mat but that's me this thing in this little one bedroom apartment these niggas is poor on this show dog yo my the government shit. don't give no money because angela old crib left a lot to be desired <laughs> sax got a fucking studio loft and he jack off in the front the super walking in the Man. door anytime nigga. fam he jack off right in the front uh block a whole tasha little house yeah, Blanca the only one getting money out here. Blanca said, yeah, Blanca crib was nice as shit. What her wife do? <laughs> shit. It pays to be gay. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Fact. I said when I used to live in Atlanta that I think the government gives gay people a stipend because every gay person in Atlanta got a dog-ass crib and a Beamer, nigga. I swear. It ain't a broke gay person in Atlanta, nigga. Mm. They getting money, nigga. But I ain't going to get into my theory. Gay people don't shoot me. That was Jay Johnson said that. Nope. Anyway. <laughs> But um, Blanca went over to Tasha shit and said, oh, this is a downgrade from your hotel you had when me and uh Donovan and, ran up. And what's so funny is the house looked better now than it did before. I'm like, did y'all did y'all paint here? Like, I feel like they opened a window or some <laughs> shit, nigga. But uh, anyway, so Sax chilling at the crib, trying to jack the Mac, get it in. Ghost and Tommy bust in there. I hate when somebody opened the door and you trying to jack off. Nigga, oh, that's the worst. Like, bitch, I am ruined. But uh, Ghost and Tommy kicked the fucking dough in, ruined the whole jack off. And they grabbed sacks, pulled that nigga pants up, tied him up to a chair, and was finna suffocate the nigga to death. Now, he talking while being suffocated, which is not a thing. Because you'll actually die faster <laughs> if you have a plastic bag over your mouth and you're trying to breathe and you're inhaling nothing. You will die, nigga. But he was having a whole combo with ghosts while Tommy was suffocating. What did he say to get ghosts' attention? He said, uh, something about Tariq. Because when ghosts hear yeah, Reek, yeah. he go into dad mode. Um, I think he said, oh, he said they know that Reek was at Ray Ray's flop. Yeah, and only he know that technically. Yeah. Because I don't even know if Tommy know that, that Reek yeah. killed. And then, oh, no, no, no. That's what he said. He said, Eric Stark. Yeah. And Ghost said, who the fuck is Eric Stark? And that nigga was like. Uh, he said, and, we know that Tariq is Eric Stark. Yeah, and then he was, who the fuck is Eric Stark? And Tommy was like, look, Reek when it got cannon ashes. That's probably the name he used. Okay, kill him. Like, problem solved, nigga. You know who Eric Stark is. It's your son. No, we need more information on the inside. No, we don't. Bitch, he don't work there. But, like, if y'all killed that nigga, y'all know what's going to happen, though. So, here's my thing. And I actually said this to somebody earlier I was talking to about the episode. Because they was like, Y'all oh. not low. It's y'all. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, nigga, we know it's y'all. Y'all ain't low. Like, come on, fam. This nigga only been, he been on one case for six years. Like, nigga. Sick them niggas can't get away with no murders now. <laughs> Come on. No, the only other person it could be, Dre. It's the only they would have to set him up though. They don't know that he working with Dre. The feds don't know he working with Dre. But they have to set everything it up, is underneath though. the underneath. Well, Ankeno, well now. Yeah, no, but, but I'm saying they Tommy and Ghost would have to set it up. But up to this point, 
he still got them ankle monitor on. We'll know if you if Dre did it. And up to this point, Sack's been obsessed with y'all. So it's y'all. Like it's definitely one of y'all. If it ain't both of y'all, it's one of y'all. But uh Sack's got the fucking uh plastic bag off his face. And Ghost basically told that nigga, he said, look, now, oh, no, when Sax was saying, because you remember Sax, this was kind of a, to tell you how good of a friend Ghost is, before they even put the plastic bag over that nigga mouth, uh, Sax was like, Ghost. You know he killed. You know he killed Angie, right? You saw it. Ghost was like, I didn't see shit. And Tommy smirked like, oh shit. Like, nigga, you down down. This nigga ghost, ghost always a good got friend. he already he always got Tommy he, back. Fam, he be trying to now granted, you done did some hoe ass shit or hoe ass shit by leaving Tommy out of your plan. But you've always had the best intentions for Tommy, nigga. Even if you didn't tell him what the plan was. You ain't never tried to fit you ain't never other, tried to fuck Tommy. Yeah, except you never when you trying to kill tried him. to kill him. But, but that's what you should have done. I mean, sometimes you'll Brother try to kill you, nigga. I don't know, nigga. But my brother set me on fire when I was a kid. I don't got a brother. That's why. I ain't wanna die. So that's how that go. We ain't even gonna uh visit what Jay just said. Nigga. <laughs> I got a ball spot right here. Like, God damn it. Hair don't grow there, but now you can't see it because I, I shave my head. So parents watch the kids, nigga. But uh anyway, Ghost was not a whole ass nigga, dog. But he told him don't kill Sax. And that was that, man. Like they said, let's keep Sax alive. And Ghost was like, he went up to Sax after they took the bag off and was like, you know, you owe me for that, right? Yeah, because the whole time yeah. when uh, Sax was telling, tell him like, how you basically, how you working with this nigga? He killed yeah. your girl. Yeah. And oh, I ain't see this. I did. But then we was like, yeah, told know, Tommy, nigga. like, Tommy had to give him that one. He was like, still owe me for that Angie shit. So that's another reason. And we're going to get to what happened at the end. But that's another reason why what I think they're going to do, I hope they don't do. Is trying to make Tommy think immediately that Ghost did that shit. But we're going to talk about that in a minute. But he was like, you know you owe me for that Angie thing. You shot my girl in the fucking head. And her chest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It was a mess. It was on my shirt. Uh, and then he told Sax, he was like, and you owe me for saving your motherfucking life. So now he basically telling Sax, you got to be a mole. Like nigga, come back and kill me. <laughs> like, what to, like I'm, I'm not like. Why would you? Why do you think that matters to him? How are you telling Sax to be a mole and he? You know he don't work for the feds right now. He's suspended, my nigga. <laughs> what is he gonna do that you can't find out? He a civilian, bro. So Sax, after go said, don't fucking uh, don't go in there and be a whole ass nigga. And tell anybody, I need you to help us out. Make sure that we get all the information we need. Stop running up on my son at his new school. He just got into that school. That school cost me a lot of fucking money. Had to pull some strings. Get that nigga into school. So stop running up on my kid. Just stop fucking with my kids. <laughs> I don't know. And he did all that. And then Sax went directly to the feds. <laughs> and then uh didn't work. It didn't work. None of that shit. Because Warner was tired of his shit, man. He like, fam, I done heard anything from you, bro. So he was like... You're going to go to jail, bro. Like, FYI. And he was like, but in the meantime, you fired. He said, hey, hey, Day Day, is that your cousin? Good. Because you fired. That nigga fired as fuck, nigga. So, uh, remind me uh, at the end of this episode to yeah. say something. That hot news right off the presses. So, you want to jump into a knock before we jump into this shit? 
Well, Ava DuVernay has been sued for defamation um, in the Netflix series When They See Us. By who? The white lady? <laughs> um, apparently. Oh, shit. TJ Clue, exclusive. John Reed, a former police officer and the creator of an interrogation method known as the Reed Technique, mm. claims he was defamed by the way his technique was characterized during the Netflix series and said to have been used by investigators during the questioning of the young suspects, formerly known as the Central Park Five. Netflix paid for that. Uh, during the episode four of the four-part miniseries, the Reed technique was mentioned during the scene involving a conversation between one of the staff members on the prosecution's team and a detective about the severity of the police interrogation. Netflix paid for that. Yeah, they're going to pay for that. Netflix, uh, I don't know who run it over there, but whoever got the bread... Get at to Ava. Get rid of this. Take care of this whole shit. Don't don't make Ava call Tyler Perry. Hey fam, your technique was flawed, fam. And yeah, nigga, I mean, I clearly understand L. that. Like, if you sell that shit to police officers, yeah. and, like that should probably have an impact on your business. Yeah, and um, but if it's the hey. truth, you can't defamation if it's the truth, right? And if you used it on kids or however it was illegal, whatever made it illegal, if it wasn't supposed to be on kids or. If you wasn't supposed to do it without their parents present, whatever the fuck, if that's what happened. Anything they got a name of it, that shit bold. And fam. Use the read technique. Hey. It's like a dirty Sanchez. This <laughs> month. <laughs> uh, that shit, that's what the read technique. You remember when Screech from Say by the Bill did that dirty Sanchez on that girl on tape? That was like a whole thing back in, uh, I was in college. We kinda, watched it when I, I worked at Best Buy. I vaguely remember. So yeah. I don't, I've never seen no, it. Screech hit a girl with a Dirty Sanchez oh, on a sex tape. Wow. Uh, Go she, Google Dirty Sanchez. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, Screech. Dustin Bell. Whatever that nigga name is. But uh, Ava, you good. Yeah. Call Netflix. She aight. But y'all just caught that cultural exclusive, man. So let's get to it, dog. Sax got fired. And Tommy had checked Keisha because Cash told him, like, yo, I... I wasn't going to say nothing, but you told me to tell you if we interact with the police. So me and moms got pulled over earlier. Why well, it was that basketball practice yeah, or some they shit. They took me out the car. Yeah, Nigga, Tommy was dropping them off. Shouldn't you be selling drugs? No, that's what I'm saying. I literally thought this whole episode that Tommy don't work for Jason no more. I'm like, fam, Tommy retired? Like, he was giving me mad retirement vibes, bro. Why don't Jason work on consignment? Why don't Jason Because, like, if you need to, like, you got, I got to pay you up front with legal money. Yeah. So now you only you only work with super rich drugs. Like, this don't make sense. Yeah. I, I don't really get Jason vibe, dog. Like, give me the I, money. Yeah. Give me the consignment. And then yeah. I'll give you the money later after I, after, the I, after I sell the drugs and, and then wash it. the money yeah. through my businesses. Then I can give you the check. And you know what? If I sell drugs and then wash it, I could probably bring you more money than I'm paying you up front. Like, just a thought. I don't get it. I don't sell dope but because he can't. Thought. He can't sell drugs unless he can come up with X amount of dollars in legal money Man. through the hair, the weave shop. Like you only can sell what the weave shop bring in. I mean, Biggie said a small word called consignment, not for live men, or only oh, for, for live men, not, not for, for freshmen. freshmen. If you ain't got the clientele, Tommy, say hell no. Because Jason <laughs> wants his money. Rain, rain sleet, hell, hell snow. snow, and that's this Jason too. <laughs> If y'all ain't got the bread for this pod, say hell no. Yeah. But anyway, so Cash told Tommy, like, yo, we got pulled over. They put, took me out the car. Mom was tripping. She signed something, got me out the car. 
Tommy immediately went back to the crib, tried to get Keisha. He was trying to pry, see if she was going to tell him. I don't think him. he mentioned he, that she signed No, he ain't, saying, he ain't yeah. saying she signed them. But Tommy kind of put two and two together. The cops ain't taking you, nigga. <laughs> How was your day? Yeah. Anything? Like, Anything happened? Oh, no. I was just sitting here washing dishes, playing my pussy. He was like, um, you wasn't going to tell me the cops pulled you off a of fam? Now, I will say this. Keisha was quick on her feet with some of her shit. This was Keisha's best acting episode. Facts, by like, far. Like, by far. By far. I'm not saying she no fucking Meryl Streep. Uh-uh. <laughs> Side note, have you ever seen a movie with Meryl Streep? I've seen, that's my favorite actress. Really? All time. What you? What would you recommend I see? Because we use her as, like, the best actress. Like, you ain't no Meryl Streep, but, like, I haven't. I can't think of a movie. Uh, what would you recommend? Devil Wears Prada, if you were a girl. Cause that can get you some pussy just on some girl shit. Um, she got a male street type of role in that. Yeah. Oh, okay. that's like her. That's like her. Probably for younger people, Devil Wears Prada is probably her most known. Like that's her. She uh was well, Sandra Bullock in Oscar. that. No, no, no. Oh, she was nominated for an Oscar for that. Okay. Um, there's another one that I personally enjoy. It's a really good movie. It's called It's Complicated with her, Steve Martin, and Alec Baldwin. It's just a good fucking movie, dog. Was they on a beach or something? Nah, it was about her and Alec Baldwin were divorced, but they started fucking again. And their kids is like older and graduated from I, college I, I, and shit. I, 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 I That's like, that. a, it's an excellent fucking movie. Um, and then it's one with her and my favorite actor of all time, Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, and Viola Davis. And I am blanking on the fucking name right now. That's but cool. look that up. But yeah, yeah, any one of them three, Meryl Streep in her Meryl Streepiest. Nigga. Okay. Um, she be in her bag for real, and she either got nominated or got an Oscar for all three of them. But what Keisha did it; she was quick on her Keisha feet. Did, she was very so. One thing I love that she pointed out when he first started getting at her, like, "Why the fuck wouldn't you tell me about the police?" She was like, "Fam, we black, <laughs> we get pulled over all the time." And she was like, "I ain't tell you that same way. I ain't tell you about fucking sex running up on me." Cause I ain't want to end up like Holly and Tommy stopped and hit the Weebay face. Like, Oh shit. How long have you known about that? Yesterday when your mom came over. Yeah. Oh, and he was like, Oh my bad. I didn't tell you that your mom came over yesterday yeah. either. Like, bitch, I don't tell you everything I do. And then that nigga said, wait, and you still here. And Keisha won. Cause I, I thought he was going to fuck around and kill her. She won. When he said, you still here. I was like, Oh, Tommy, now he think you Holly. He think you down for whatever now. Yeah. But. Damn, Antoine Fisher. What she didn't. She like, and you're still standing. Like. <laughs> what oh. she didn't mention, though, when she was retelling her whole little life story. I signed the papers, Tommy. Which mean nothing. I haven't said anything. Yeah, but you kind of a bitch, though. What if I, I've, I haven't said anything? If she would have told Tommy she signed the papers, he'd have killed her right there. He'd well, have killed her right there, bro. But, like, if I don't actually plan on saying something. But that's the thing. At this point, she don't even know that she don't plan on saying that. Because she did it wasn't until her and Tommy was arguing when she said, after she said the Holly shit and he calmed down, she was they was hugging. She was like, Tommy, why is my name on the deed? You plan on running? And he was like, no. Dumbass, if something happened to me, the house paid for. I just want you in cash to have a home. 
Like, I don't want you to get kicked out and go back to Queens. I bought this shit in cash. And then that's when she thought, oh, shit, I fucked up. Because they tricked me into believing you was going to leave me with your debt. Or leave me with a drug house to take a repossess. And also, how did she, did she call them like, look, nigga, I'm not saying nothing. You're like, well, I didn't. Fam. All right. Let me tell you what you can't do when you sign any paperwork for the cops. You can't call and say, hey, I lied. Because that's exactly what she said. She said, well, she, well, she didn't she said, sign Blanca, I lied. No, she said, I'm not going to say something. Whatever. Um, I'm just going to get on the stand and lie. Because she did like it wasn't a statement that she signed. She just signed a paper saying that she would cooperate. Uh, I don't, I don't fucking cooperate. And well, that's the thing. If you sign that and you don't cooperate, you can be arrested. That's the thing. And Blanca told her that because she had said, I'm not going to tell you shit. When they was on, when she called Blanca to tell her she lied and she wasn't uh, planning on snitching on Tommy, Blanca was like, I, well, I've already ordered Witsec, so they're coming to get you in cash like an hour. And she was like, don't do that. Let me come myself. And Blanca was like, if you don't show up tonight, I'm, you know, I can have you arrested. Like that's happening. So listen, I, um, I signed this shit under duress. Now she might argue that, you know what I'm saying? Like pay for a lawyer big enough to do that. Y'all pulled up. I would have told Tommy, like, look, them niggas, they literally made me sign some shit. They put a gun to Tariq head and said, (laughs) I mean, what's the nigga? Not Tariq cash head, uh, cayenne head. And was like, uh, so, uh, Man. so fucking, uh, ghost called Tasha and was like, Tasha, look, she told him about the, the, the cannon shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he told her about the cannon shit. He was like, did you know that Tariq was going by fucking Eric Stark? And she's like, who the fuck is Eric Stark? Exactly. Tasha, who the fuck is Eric Stark? So I got damn son going down to pick up fucking Kane's ashes. And she was like, why would he go do that? Bitch, because he loved Bitch, you fucking him. I don't know, nigga. You know what it, What else is also being set up is huh. Tasha will ride with Tariq over Ghost. Hey, real quick, breaking news. Uh, rest in peace, Tatiana Jefferson. The officer who killed her has been handcuffed, arrested, and charged with murder. Good so, job. Shout out to that. Let's pray that that goes forward. Thank you. Back to the show. Um, Fuck, my bad. What was your last statement, bro? Pardon me, pardon. Tasha will pick Tariq over, over Ghost. Over Ghost, absolutely. And you saw that in the preview for the next episode when Sax ran up and hit them with the statement that everybody say in power. Uh, Sax, so what's Sax say next week or next up? He was like, you've been so loyal to Ghost, but it's Ghost loyal to you? That same shit Blanca said to Keisha about Tommy. So anyway... Ghost called Tasha, told her about the Eric Stark shit, and then was like, they also told me that they reopened the case about Ray Ray. Keisha like, nah, they wouldn't do that. Or Tasha was like, nah, they wouldn't do that. He was like, look, damn it, I don't have time for them to be reopening the case about Ray Ray. They take Reek to jail. Reek got to get kicked out of another fucking school. I've already paid for the year. Gotta get, I mean, they got to open the case, and you know who the alibi is. It's, t- it's, it's, it's Keisha. Keisha. You got to go talk to her because she's scared of me. Because she already think I'm trying to kill her. Tasha was like, bitch, I don't even hang with her. Bitch, go talk to her. What's so crazy is how literally Keisha will literally bring every single person down. Keisha is female Dre. She knows everything. It's not that 
she knows everything because she don't. Well, yeah, she knows enough, but she to the, hurt the enterprise. She the linchpin that will that will pull everything down. Dre knows everything. Yeah, Dre knows everything, and Ken Keisha knows enough. They both hold a lot of power yet, because they're seen as two of the weaker characters on the show right now. Um, Keisha definitely the weakest because they will tell her what to say. And sign, and she'll just get up Keisha's there and say it. Manipulative, facts. Um, easily manipulative, and it's because she ain't a part of the street. She ain't a part of the game, so she deems everything as a danger to her well-being and her son's well-being. She don't know. There's a lot of room to maybe flex and not be like an instant snitch. You ain't got to sign paperwork. You ain't got to do none of that shit. But she does it automatically as soon as you threaten her. So, um, Tasha went over there. Go holla at her, girl. Now, off top, Tasha was knocking on the door real fucking aggressive. I rewatched that scene earlier today. She was like, bang, from the rip. It wasn't a hit the doorbell and wait, see if somebody comes. It was, Keisha, I know you in there. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, Tasha, you supposed to be over there to calm her down. You coming on an energy that's going to turn shit up. You walked in, And turned, once again, bro. I'm thinking like, damn, everybody knows where this bitch stay. How the fuck did Blanca find out where she stayed at? How did Blanca come up to the crib? Cause fuck. Like, how did they know? How did Blanca know that both Sax, of your names on the D? Sax so you mean right it, on up. You mean it? So Sax pulls up. Blanca, Blanca pulls up. Like, so is there's a registry? Let's just look how many. How, like, come on, fam. Yeah, I I think niggas went and googled uh, houses recently sold in the burbs, and they saw Tommy and Keisha. Like, we we purchased our first home. Like, and like she might. Oh. Tasha found it. I know how Tasha found it. I know how Tasha did. Because they like, said, I, yeah, that's all you've been talking about. What I shop. thought about is like, damn, everybody they know. Everyone know where you live. Bitch, you been, well, you, you ain't got no furniture yet. Yeah, literally. It's still boxes. So that kind of made me think when Keisha finally opened the door and Tasha walked in, she saw a bunch of uh, luggage. luggage. And she immediately goes, oh, you plan on leaving? Bitch, we just moved in. Anything ain't got to be in a box. But you got luggage. And that shit right by the steps. Like, you hey, look like you moving. It was going upstairs. We just, we've been here three days. This is a big ass house. We have no idea what this power timeline. Nigga, this literally that's, could be the next day. Be, and that's what I'm saying. My luggage don't need to be unpacked necessarily. What's bro. so crazy is the fact that you got luggage with clothes in it. Bitch, did you 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 ain't even put your shit up? How did you unpack? How, yeah. how did you pack it to go? But she might have moved that around. I'm moving trash bags, nigga. <laughs> I'm a nigga, nigga. All trash bags, nigga, and like three boxes that I steal from the back of Kroger. Banana joints. You know you gotta go to the laundry man and get them laundry bags. Nah, I go straight to Kroger and be like, "Hey, fam, produce, nigga. Y'all got some uh, banana boxes? <laughs> get them for the dishes. Trash bags for the clothes and the shoes and the towels and the bathroom accessories. I'm a nigga, nigga." Um, but Tasha walked in, asked her what the fuck the luggage was about. You going somewhere? Keisha like, uh, no, I'm just going to pick up cash. I'm like Tasha like, mm, well, look, Ghost told me like, I know the feds is on you fam. Like everybody know, whole episode know. So what's good? Damn it, Tasha, I signed the whole my life away. And then Tasha saw the paperwork. Now that's where shit got turned up. She seen that. Keisha signed to cooperate and she was like, damn, Tisha, you going to snitch? She like, no, I needed to get cash back. That's all I was trying to do. Now that I have him back, he had basketball practice. 
I'm finna leave, nigga. And Keisha like, no, bitch, you going in the WISEC? Like, you work with the fish. She like, no, nigga, I'm trying to run away to save Tommy. Me and Cash gonna disappear. You and Ghost ain't gotta worry about me. She was like, let me go get Cash and you will never see me again in your life. I'm out. And it, it looked like for a second she pondered she it. She thought about it. She like... Tommy's still my man. So then Let she grabbed him keys. Let me, I'm going to wait till he get here. And she said, she grabbed Keisha keys and said, yo, I can't let you leave. Sorry, but we're going to have to wait and sort this out when Tommy get home. My thing is, if that's your plan, call Tommy right now. Call him. Just fucking call him, dog. Keisha ain't going to kill you for real. Like, I don't think Keisha was never really going to. When Keisha looked at that bag that the gun was in, it was Tasha who immediately was like, what's in the bag? Keisha, what? If she wanted to go get that gun out. Fam, she looked at the bag for a reason. Now, I feel like. She didn't plug a nigga two days ago. But I don't even think she ever was going to try. I feel like she was going to pull a gun out and say, Keisha, give me the keys. Or Tasha, give me the keys. One of those. And Tasha not giving them up. She not. You but know Keisha ain't got that in her, dog. Keisha is about to ride with her son. She wants to kill Tasha, bro. Fam, that's the whole reason his mom don't like her. Because she know I'm going to pick the son. Ghosts know everybody going to pick the son. So if my son got me to sign a, a deal, you know I don't like you already. Man. Like, no, if you're going to be in the way of stopping for me being with my son. But she told Tasha straight up. She said, bitch, I ain't a and snitch. if... Tommy show up, I'm gonna get killed by Tommy. Man. No, you got to move. She told her, she said, I ain't a snitch. She said, I done held it down for you, Ghost, and Tommy. Yeah. Since you know, and she wasn't lying. For all the weird shit she might have did this episode and all the funny ways she act anytime the door knock, she ain't told nobody nothing. She done lied for you several times. But then Ke- T- nah, Keisha, Tasha did what Tasha was on her ghost shit. Because when Keisha was saying all that, I held you down, I did all this, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm just trying to leave. Tasha was like, so what, you going to give up Tariq? Keisha was like, bitch, this don't have nothing to do with Tariq. Like, what nobody, because Keisha don't even know that they back at the Ray Ray case. She has no clue that that's been brought back up. So she looking at Tasha like, bitch, is you out your goddamn mind? I don't, why would I mention, what, Tariq? Tariq? You mean the nigga that did everything? Everybody, <laughs> the nigga that killed his sister, but got his sister killed by Ray Ray. That killed Ray Ray. That got his sister killed. Tariq. So then they looked at the bag. Tasha say what's in the bag. Keisha, Tommy, but Tommy was hiding the drugs from the world. <laughs> the Meanwhile, while they in there arguing and bickering and shit, Tommy then picked Cash up early from basketball practice, took him to eat, took him to the mall, ring shopping. Tommy got to stop buying rings, bro. That ring shit don't work out. When Tommy get a ring, you finna die. Like, I know last week we made a reference to Undying Love. But, like, like I really heard that shit playing on this song. Yeah. I'm like, damn, they wiped you out that quick. Joe and then, then, I, then I thought, like, like, damn, 20 G's on a ring. I would have hit it with today with. Like. Yeah. Her surprise could like go listen to Nas Undying Love. It's on uh, I Am last song of the album. Like we made the Nas ref, we made the button ref. We had a couple references last episode that was like relevant yeah. to the continuing story. Well, I literally yeah, thought yeah. about that shit. Like, yeah. damn, Tommy. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So he out there, he ring shopping. He got cash with him. He getting cash approval. I really liked it because um, when he took cash in a jewelry store, he was like, yo, you know, if, uh, if I buy this ring and your mom accepts it, like me and you family, like it was a real like now you know that moment. And him. I'm thinking like, damn, nigga, this shit look too good to be true. Because, you know, in these type of movies, when shit start going really how my life works, when hey. shit start going really good. So so I think in my life how Tommy life work when he think his girl is holding him down because before before he choked Holly out it was also that episode where he found out that she had sat and been interrogated for a day and he ain't know and she you remember she handcuffed that nigga to the bed and then told him Mm -hmm. and he was on that Holly and all that shit like oh this show used to be great um so he ring shopping back at the crib Tasha and Keisha running for the gun Tasha got it out the purse. When she grabbed it, before she could turn around and point it, Keisha hit her in the head with a candelabra and shit. Uh, knocked her out on some fucking Jewish shit. Uh, side note, I, a couple episodes ago, I said, I, I, I uh, said this is how Tommy and Ghost's final scene is going to end up happening. Mm. But this is exactly how yeah. Tommy and Ghost's counterpart Man, I'm like, they're going to get yeah, into a fight. They're going to be, yeah, the, the gun goes and then off. It's going to be who died. Like, yeah, this was, the, this was the scene. So Keisha hit her in the head with the candelabra. They got to tussling on the floor. The gun flipped. They ran, both grabbed the gun. They back and forth on some Looney Tunes shit. And then, bang. Now, for a hot second, I ain't know which one got it. The only reason I knew, and for the first time in a long time, Lala, you were not the worst actress on this screen. Tasha makes the same face anytime anything bad ever happens. Her eyes get really big and she like purses her lips a little bit. Didn't somebody say your eyes get big when you're lying? Or was that a, was that snowfall? That might've been a snowfall. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she makes the same face. If you tell Tasha, like even nigga, she made the same face when Zig said, if you ain't got my money, I'm going to come back. Be ashamed if the bitch burned down. Same face she made in that scene, she made right here when that gun went off. And in that moment, I knew she shot Keisha. Let's talk about it, bro. Immediately, she went from Tasha to Rico in a second. Because when she first realized she shot her in the chest, she did that same shit Rico did. Like, Rico kind of hesitated, like, what the fuck, dog? Like, what I just do? This was my man. Because, like, I wasn't trying to shoot you. I wasn't here for that. Initially, I was trying to get to the gun so you couldn't use it on me. Yeah. And we were just tussling over it, and it and it went off. And that wasn't the plan. But then she straightened them shoulders out, pointed that gun. Well, see, this, 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 what, what I thought that, um, where I thought Lala actually did some pretty decent acting. When she got hit, yeah. When she was, we got shot in the chest. Yeah. And then she was actually like begging for her life. Yeah. Yeah. And she then, was, I, um, then I had to juxtapose their relationship. Because like I went back and watched a couple episodes in season one. Yeah. And how their relationship was. Like, oh, this was they was best friends. Yeah. Fast forward. Keisha looked up to Tasha. Yeah. Now, I know we've been saying six years. You know, power has happened within like a year and a half. Yeah. Like. Yeah. This is a very short timeline. Yeah. So like in a year, year and a half, imagine killing your man. I'm I'm about to shoot. I done shot my best friend in the stomach, and like and one to the head. And you and you know she did. 
But like you got to do it now though. Yeah. Cause so since the gun went off. Once like, the gun went off, there's no coming. You have to kill her. And she begging her, like, no, Tasha, please. Like, fam, this is your I know y'all been beefed out. Like, this your friend. Fam. Like, this your friend. Yeah. Like on some ghost roller shit. I'm your friend. And that's uh But this one of the only episodes I was kind of rooting for Tasha, kind of like, fam, Keisha is a linchpin to everything. Yeah. Everybody's going to go down for this. And you already accidentally shot her in the chest. Like, you got to kill her because you know she's telling on you. Facts. <laughs> you know she's telling on you. That's the thing. There, Unfortunately, there was no choice. Not, like, not at all. When that gun went off, whatever your plans were went out the window. I just want to play that shit real hey, quick. Man, that's but, uh, one of my faves, dog. <laughs> that's my shit, dog. Shout out to Houdini, man. Uh, yeah, she had no choice but to kill her after that gun went off, and, and it I was unfortunate. But I felt so. Listen, I, I I did kind of feel bad for Keisha in this moment, bro. I felt and for bad Cash. for Keisha because, like, at the end of the day, you really envied what Tasha and Ghost had, and you wanted that so bad for yourself. So let's talk about this for a minute. Uh, cause people who have listened to me talk about power know that I blame Tasha for the majority of problems, including the ones that I have in my personal life. <laughs> I blame Tasha. Uh, she is the reason for all things negative that happened to humans. But even though she was the one who pulled the trigger, even before that, Tasha was the reason that Keisha was going to die. Tasha or Keisha would not be here. If it weren't for Tasha, Keisha liked Sean. Mm. Keisha was dating Sean. Keisha fucked Sean. Episode four, season two. Uh, if y'all want to go see Lala titties again, she was very happy with Sean. Tasha got jealous that Sean was no longer pining after her. Mm-hmm. And she started fucking Sean. Cause she Sean, Sean, already Sean was in her. love with you, yeah. but he liked your girl and you wasn't never giving him no place. So he said, fuck it. Let me kick it with somebody who actually liked me. But the minute you acted like you liked him and gave him some pussy, he stopped fucking with Keisha. You've been a bad friend. That was bold. That was fucked up. Other than besides that. So to add into this, like you begged Keisha to get in the game and ha- st- matter of fact, let her you, use your shop. You started running drugs to her side before she, she didn't even before know she it. knew. But like, then once she found out, you begged her. So you took to somebody continue. who yeah. had a legitimate business yep. because she used to see you and ghosts in the penthouses and doing all this. And yeah. she was like, man, you so lucky. Like she envied her lifestyle. So when she started doing good for herself and started getting a successful business, you brought in your drugs and you started running shit through the shop. Yeah. And you brought her into the game. So you also you took her you took her dude that she liked and you brought her inside of the game that she would ne- didn't want to be in and would have never been in, but you did that shit. And the fucked up part about that 
is not only did you take her legitimate business, start running your shit through the shop, not telling her you was cleaning money, but then when you found or when she found out, you threatened her with, well, if we go down, you go you lose down your too. shop. Yeah. And what you gonna do about cash? Cash ain't got no key. No like, like you damn. was really like a horrible person to her this whole time. Yeah. So we we do be focusing yeah. on the fact that Ghost cheated on her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of that. That don't mean that you got to be a horrible friend and a horrible person to other people, though. Get it? You yeah. got cheated on. Yeah. You was a horrible part. You was a horrible wife. But that don't mean you got to be a horrible person. If Tasha was not who Tasha is, Sean would be alive. Keisha would be alive. And she wouldn't have been dealing with Tommy. And she would have kept running her legitimate shop, raising her son the way she was raising him. But that's what Keisha or what Tasha do, dog. She get niggas involved in shit. One so, thing I didn't like is that? that Tasha took the paperwork with her. Why did she do that? Let's, let's theorize about that for a minute. Why do you think she took the paperwork? Like, if you were a dummy and had to, like, use dumb logic to figure out why the fuck she would take that paperwork. Well, if the paperwork here, then they don't know why she's dead. I guess this is the this is a cold case. Here's my thoughts, because um, first of all, nobody in the suburbs is getting shot in the chest in the head on that block. Not who dates a drug dealer, like that's not normal, fam. Um, so two things I realized when she grabbed that paperwork. First of all, anybody who gets killed in New York at this point, it's going back to y'all. Like the same way we said that about like ghosts keep mentioning can't kill it law enforcement. Y'all can't kill anybody. It's all related to y'all. There's not a nigga left alive who ain't connected to y'all. So anybody who gets shot, it's y'all. 100%. But like in, like in real life, uh, we put all this paperwork and shit on, on Keisha. The, everything is closing down. Yeah. And, and she gets killed four hours later. She gets killed when I was having Witsec about to come pick her up. And she said, no, nah, I'll do it. Huh? Y'all think the feds are that dumb? Yo. You know Ghost gonna be angry. So, you just led me into the only plausible reason I could come up with for why Keisha, Tasha grabbed that paperwork. I think she took that as a way to show Ghost. Or Tommy. Or Tommy. But that's the thing. If you wanted to show Tommy, you could have just left it. Police might got there first. That's possible. Because you are in the burbs. Somebody could have called them. Could have happened. I, I, I get that. I never even thought about that. But I feel like she took that so she can prove to go, I had to kill her. She was going to snitch. On, on Tariq. On Re and you know if she tell Ghost that, for whatever reason, Ghost still love that little nigga. He'd have been like, oh, my God, Tasha, you saved our son. I it's our only uh, begotten son. You saved him. And now he can go up and go to college and have an education and a life I'll try to have when I was a kid. <laughs> You know he's going to get in that bag. So Back. that's the only thing I could think of because other than that, there was no reason for you to run out of there and grab that goddamn paper. I, just to just to, to reiterate this point, I did feel bad for Keisha. I really did, bro. Because ultimately, like she just envied, she wanted this lifestyle so bad. She gave up her life. She wanted this lifestyle so bad. You see all these bags and everything. And then when she finally got with the dope dealer, then she start buying those things, right? Yeah, she, immediately. And she ran into Tasha in there and flexed on Stunning her. Stunning on her. And she made Tasha feel like she used to feel. Period, yeah. Because she used to be the one that was just shopping Begging for with bags her. and never bought her. Buy your 
Hey, uh, any rich listeners we have, stop taking your poor friend shopping but if you're you not going to buy them something. Even see it because, like, yeah. when, she, when Tommy bought her the bag, like, who knew? How you knew? That I always wanted yeah. this bag. So it was one yeah. of those things where, like, damn, yeah. I always wanted to be you. And I, and I, this is one of those situations where you don't go chasing waterfalls. Grass ain't always greener, fam. Please stick to them rivers in the lake. Stick to them weave shops you used to. Stick to Grand River and uh, yeah. <laughs> Orchard Lakes that you used to. Yeah, man. Because... You, uh, and that's the thing. Keisha was a round away girl on the surface. Yeah. But you never, you wanted all of that, but you wanted it normally. You were just a girl who lived in the hood. Yeah. Like, mm. you wanted shit that you could not have. You didn't necessarily want the thrill of it being illegal. And I can, I, uh. I, I really do believe that you do love your son. Oh, she loved Cash. You know what I mean? So, in the theme of giving niggas props, Granted, Cash ain't see what happened yet, but even I seen with him and Tommy, I was like, damn, Cash kind of got me fucked. Like when Tommy told him, hey, go back to the car. Cash really looked like, but I wanted to see my mom. Like, I want to see y'all. You he evoked the emotion that I needed him to evoke. Was he Oscar award winning? No. Was he uh, the little nigga from Sixth Sense? No. But he so, did well enough, man. I'm going to give him a nigga props. So at this moment, when Tommy walks up to the crib, Sees through the window. He saw the door was a little jostled, walked up to the window, and he see that his girl laying there where her brains blew up. Yeah. And when he tell Cash to go back to the car, he yeah. wanna do this by himself. And he goes in slowly and closes the door. This is when I, this is when I really thought <laughs> This is where the, the the Undying Love song popped in my head. Mm. When the literally the the the, the the bar 20 G's on the ring. Yeah. I would have hit her today with. Yeah. Cause you know, at the end of the song, he killed himself. Yeah. Like for a split second. Thought Tommy was going to do that. I thought Tommy was about to take it. And I was thinking like, is power going to make a leap? Mm. Does power want to be great? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like clearly that's not the type of writing that nah, we, we, nah. we, 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 we're going to come to expect. But I thought for a split second, I'm like, yeah. does power want to, cause like, what, what are you about to do? You closing the door? Like, well, we about to move the body? Like, what are you about to do? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't went um, in there. Do you go in there and be like, "Oh shit, uh, your mind here"? Like, what do you do now? How? What's the transition from that? Yeah. To, you know, I don't understand. So when you close the door, I'm thinking like, "Damn, this nigga about to kill himself." Yeah. And he and he had told Cash, "Don't get out the car until I tell you." Which shout out to Cash for listening and not doing because I thought Cash was gonna run up to the door anyway yeah. and then see the shit. But as far as we know, he didn't. He ain't do that. Um, so cause Tommy been through a lot with these women, Tommy, I don't know. I'm like, Oh shit. Cause if that would have happened, that fucks everything up. Now I have no idea what's going to happen. So we talk about this, uh, a lot talking about this show and, um, like in our personal combos and here on the pod, Tommy's whole MO for as shady of a friend as he's been for the last four seasons, Tommy wants love. That's it. Tommy wants love and a family. Mm -hmm. He revered Ghost as his brother. He revered Tasha as his sister. Reek and Yaz and Raina were really his children. That yeah. wasn't a godchild thing. He hates his mom because she's not normal and she doesn't love him like a normal person. But when they have their moments doing coke together, he bonds with her because that's the one thing they got in common. Holly, same thing. And the reason him and Ghost got back 
together the first time they broke up. He want unconditional love. That's it. And I don't think he feels unconditional love from ghosts when ghosts won't trust him with certain information and won't. Yeah. So he thinks, oh, that's not like if you love me because you're my brother. We yeah. should do this. When when I tell you don't stop selling drugs, let's be in the game together. You want that bond. You want that. Yeah. And like that's when it's like the love that he wants don't really exist. Cause he always asks ghosts when ghosts say, let's get out the game. Like I'm done with this shit. Tommy, Tommy, I don't want to sell drugs anymore. I want to be legitimate. Go own my club. But Tommy what about always me? says, well, what am I supposed to do? I won't be friends with you. This is our connection. Like this. I don't know you without this. But it ain't that I don't know you. I don't know me Facts. without this. That's a bar, ladies and gentlemen. So, Tommy walked in the crib, found Keisha, head blown out, dropped to his knees, and what I will give power, that shit went off perfectly. The score, whatever song was playing, I think that's just called Home. Uh, I Googled it. I forgot the artist. But that song that was playing, Tommy walking in, dropping to his knees over Keisha body, and that shit going black screen perfect dog whoever directed this episode that white dude shout out to you bro you killed his shit so now my my thoughts what's tommy's next move so in the preview and i think yo he think tommy he, he think ghost did it before we get to that we've mentioned it but we've had some issues and some reasons not to do it but i think with them not airing the episode next week this is perfect time let's give them that uh that preview episode predictions yep so matter of fact i don't even want to talk too much about it right now yeah we're not yeah but to your point and this is before the preview he's gonna think ghost did that yeah and that's just natural because as everybody in this show does ghost gets blamed for everything naturally so i don't like that because if these niggas go right back to war with tommy on some real murder shit and this could be how Ghost dies, bro. You think Tasha gonna tell him? You think, I think Tasha Tasha's gonna tell going Ghost? going to tell Ghost, and I think Ghost, in an effort to not beef with Tommy, because it's gonna. I feel like this. All right, this the only thing we gonna predict off that preview, because this was shit I thought about before they played the preview. I think Tasha's going to tell Ghost. I think she took that paperwork as her proof. Ghost gonna give her some bad advice. Ghost gonna either give her some bad advice or some advice she's <laughs> like, not gonna listen to. Yeah. Either way, at some point, Tommy is going to approach and address Ghost about it. And Ghost is going to probably say, Tommy Tasha did that shit, but she had to. We was trying to save Tariq, your godson. And Tommy's gonna say, bitch, you have to die. You have to die. I mean... Clearly, Tommy doesn't care when his loved ones are about to snitch on everybody else because his dad was about Facts. to bring everybody down. And he Yo, don't give a fuck. I had a girl arguing with me on Instagram so long. I had to stop arguing with the little brother, dog. I kept saying, fam, how the Tommy's, fuck is Tommy thorough and his dad was a snitch about to bring the whole organization down? He didn't care. And he literally was cool with his dad snitching on the nigga that ran the organization. That's crazy. But thought that his dad was a real nigga because he wasn't snitching on him. So now he dad of the year. Get the fuck out of here, man. You ain't father of the year. You only got out to snitch on me just because you switched your plan up. Don't mean that that make you a good dude, dog. That shit crazy. All right, so let's talk real quick, man. Uh, since we're going to do the predictions off the, off the shit, let's talk about some other shit. 
It's a few things we talked about earlier that didn't get addressed this episode. One was old girl, Reek Lil Bull. Second thing that ain't been addressed two episodes now, Elisa Marie and Benny. Yeah. I need some resolution. Elisa Marie has some very uh, valuable information around her neck in that locket. I need that shit to like. Somebody got to get that. Because what I need, everything can't keep getting blamed on ghosts. And I thought we had gotten away from it this episode. But now with this Keisha death, I see we right back at that. Something got to go to Tommy, dog. Like, I'm sorry. Tommy, you commit all the crime. Nobody cares And not a Tommy. single nigga's investigating you. Except now Sacks, who don't, yeah. don't work there no more. Yeah. Yeah, he's useless. Sacks could die at this point. He like Greg. <laughs> niggas at this say they point. broke up my house and they beat me up. Yeah, nigga, whatever. He was like, uh, if they were the niggas you keep telling me they are, you'd have been dead. You'd have been dead, nigga. Don't lie to me, bro. Um, Dre. Uh, yeah. Jason. Yeah. Stern. James. James. <laughs> like James. Um. Oh, and then uh, real quick, last little loophole, man. Q. And you just took me right there. CP. The QCP is no more, nigga. Um, rewind a little bit. After the whole shit with uh, Tate fucking his campaign up, Ramona tried to set something up where Ghost and Tate would talk, do a press conference, had a media there. Even before that. Okay. Uh, this is a, a Ghost and Tariq moment. Um. Tariq went to go pick up a, a, a tuition check. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ghost, and Ghost was trying to show him, like, hey, man, I'm going to have this uh this basketball park uh, named after you. You know he what said, I'm saying? He said, so look, we're going to be over here at the uh, Reign of St. Patrick Memorial. And what this one right here is called, this little basketball court, we're going to go ahead and call this the Tariq uh, St. Patrick Court. And that nigga Reek said. You got my check, nigga? You got my tuition check, bro? Uh, did, you, did you hear what I just said? <laughs> yes, nigga. He said, no, 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 Reek. <laughs> Tariq I don't think you heard what I just said We're gonna name this basketball court after you I'm honoring your sister's name you So know, now you can be a part of your sister's legacy Cause you know you know, we went to that basketball game together that one hey, time Yeah no you remember we were on the way to the Knicks game And the Jamaicans came and shot up the car And I didn't tell you what happened I gave you your beats by Dre Told you to put your headphones on And then we didn't go to the Knicks game that day did we No they never went to the game I dropped you back off to your mother's That's when he started hating his kid. That's when he started hating his dad Broken promises. That's when he started hating his dad. Like literally, Broken that's the promises. that's the moment right there. So you know what fucked me up when I was watching season two, dog. It was an episode where because he was uh, pissed about that. Where Reek went over to his little side apartment or whatever to go see, and he was sitting in the hallway waiting on Ghost to get home. Yeah, and then Reek went over there to ask him about a girl in his class, and this was young little ass Reek. And I literally watched that episode and said, "Damn, Reek." Like, you really was your dad's son, bro. Like, his only begotten son. Like, you you came to ask for girl advice and all that. And now, you won't even ask the biggest drug dealer in New York how to sell drugs. You think that Reek would kill ghosts? No. And the only reason I don't, because a few episodes ago we talked about it, they were kind of angling back to try to make Reek seem likable again. And they keep having these moments where they like jump in and out of that. But I think what they're trying to do is make it that somebody's going to kill or either kill Ghost or have Ghost arrested. And when that happens, 
Reek is going to be on some like, I have to step up and be the man and take care of my mom and yes. Because what if Ghost is trying to kill Tasha? Like Tasha turned like something happened, yeah. and um, and then Reek come in. Why they? Now I think Reek would kill Ghost in that moment. Yeah, because Tasha is. Oh yeah, and I'm sorry. This is a prediction. We fuck out of here. Yeah. Um. But all that say, I just need the blame to shift back to Tommy for, for something. anything. He didn't kill more niggas than I don't know. Then everybody. Bro. How many people we seen Ghost kill? He a jogger, uh, roller. Yeah. Um, um, killed that nigga. He thought killed Yaz. Yeah. Uh, that Puerto that Hispanic dude, or not Yaz Reina. Pardon me. You yeah. remember they tied the nigga up and stapled his arms to the chair yeah. and all. Ghost killed shit I mean, out of him. He got some bodies. The no, Ghost got bodies. episode got bodies. Yeah. Killed Maria Suarez, dude. Um, Ghost got bodies, but Tommy has more bodies. Definitely, and that's just a fact. Tommy got two bodies. Off the top when he threw them niggas off the roof and then shot him. Like in bubble wrap. Man, like Tommy stabbed the Tommy a serial killer. Yeah. Extre- fam, we've said that on here, bro. Shit, Dre might got more bodies than ghosts. Dre be Dre, randomly stabbing my Dre killed like Dre up there with Tommy, fam. Dre will stab anybody walking down uh Queens Bridge, Jamaica Avenue, nigga. Like shit. But um, alright, man. So overall, I thought it was an eight. Jake thought it was an eight and a half. We both agreed because, that this is probably the best episode of the season by far. Because, yeah, like, I, I, I know that Power has a one or two more episodes that's even better than this. So, Because you glad, know it's going to get wild. The last five probably going to be. I'm glad they turned this corner. Yeah. Because now y'all are showing me, okay, now the conflicts that are being presented are bringing us to an end. The only conflict being presented that seems like you're leaving it un- op- or leaving it open ended is everything about Reek. This new teacher shit, y'all ain't closing this case up. Jason, I feel like Jason, yeah, introduce a new drug, but so Stern. To my uh, to my thoughts on Reek, I also think that Blanca's gonna die, and that ain't a prediction off the preview, so that's why I'm throwing it in there. I think she gonna die because she's getting too close to realizing that Reek is involved in mad shit, and they want to continue with Reek selling drugs. Uh, do Blanca we gotta die? But do we know that the spinoff from Power Book Two is including Reek? Well, so here's the thing: I think Power Book Two is some whole other shit. That's all about Kanan. That's Power Book Two: The Rise of Kanan. I think the Reek spinoff is one of the uh, many spinoffs that... I don't know that there is... Because I think 50 was bullshit. I don't know that there's multiple spinoffs. I don't know when 50's lying or not. I know the Mary produced one that's supposed yeah, to start... Yeah, Power to- Book 2, The Rise of Canaan is coming out. That's the only one we confirmed. I ain't seen BMF. I ain't seen uh, the other five spinoffs that he done mentioned related to Power... Because this show ain't, it's, it's, I mean, it's cool. But then he also said, yo, you know what? Fuck it. Power not ended. Well, he said that because he didn't want to come up, because he explained that. He didn't want to come up with a brand new name. Mm. Um, and He wanted to keep the power brand going on. Because at first they were saying, we got spinoffs. We going to blah, blah, blah. Then that's when they started, the power book two shit started coming up. Because, like, why would you take all this brand name? and all the energy around this and then try to start it over with something called something different. So no. And it's continuation of the actual show. 
and it starts 48 hours afterwards, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So it's like, wait, all right, fine. Power not ending. We're going to call it Power Book 2. Yeah. Um. But I, I, I think Blanca will die from the way. Or we may get like a, um, a Power Book 2 in that whole season. And then later on, hey. They pick up right here. This is years in the future. This is now. Look yeah. at Reek. And, and that's the thing. They might set some shit up like that to let Reek go through this growth spurt another two years and get, like, a, get a beard or some shit. Get a Come body, back looking like ghosts. Get a body that's going to be the same for the next four years. Yeah. Because while you still growing. Yeah, dog. Because Reek was a baby when this shit started. Ghost going to die, bro. The more we think about what other iterations they're gonna have, to or in prison, gonna die, or that, um, they could do a, a a wire sort of thing, have them bark stale it up, and you be in the jail, and you call home a episode or two. I'll be, I, I would be better. I'd rather be die. I, no, I'd rather be in prison. I'd rather be die because guess what? What? It could be a spinoff of Power in well, prison. Well, that's the thing. If he go to prison, then you gotta. Then they're gonna cane in it, and they're gonna like figure out a way to continue trying to tell this story around the same like it no, honestly it like becomes the, the show could be about him in prison yeah no that's what I'm saying they're gonna do what they doing with Kanan with power the rise of Kanan oh, they're gonna I keep telling stories like eventually like I just want this shit to die if you don't tell me it's gonna end and don't end it yeah. like I don't wanna see cause I feel like other iterations will lose quality facts and it's, they're gonna be worse there's another Walking Dead spinoff coming and I ain't. I barely liked what was the when it came Fear out. Fear the Walking Fear Dead. Fear the Walking Dead. I stopped after season two. Fact, same, literally the same. Um, season two mid finale. I was I was out. Yeah. So I don't need that in my life. But we gonna be back next week. We gonna give you all a nice little uh little extra episode this week. We gonna discuss the trailer for episode nine. Tell y'all what our predictions are based fully off that little preview. And in the meantime, man, y'all let us know what y'all thought. We had a great convo going on my page. Uh, the thread for this week was popping. Yeah, I couldn't. I could. It was six hundred, five, six hundred comments. I couldn't. Yeah, I, couldn't. I, I got into it like at ten o'clock last night. Yeah, it wasn't even shit else to add. But you know how we do. We just gonna keep getting in there talking shit. Thank you to everybody that commented. Thank you to. Uh, we got a few new people that joined the Facebook group. We got a couple new followers on the Instagram page. Fuck with us at This Weekend Culture. Fuck with Jay at J Johnson three one three. You can follow me on Instagram at Trinidad Ant. Um, and then again, Facebook, This Week in Culture, you can find my government on there through the page. As always, let us know what y'all thought about the show. Let us know what y'all thought about the pod. Repost it, share it, subscribe, rate us, give us that five. We'll see y'all next week, This Week in Culture, episode 68. We out.